What have I done? Oh, fulfilling your Anakin. Become my apprentice. Learn to use the dark side of the Force. I will do whatever you ask. Just help me save Adam's life. I can't live without her. Not over yet. There will be a substantial reward for the one who finds the Millennium His name is Paolo. We were both in the legislative youth program. Life seems so much simpler when you're fixing things. Allow this appointment lightly. The council does not. Disturbing is this move by Chancellor Palpatine. I understand. Gravity's silhouette remains, but the star and all the planets disappeared they have. How can this be? A thought? Anyone? He could have broken. Yeah. Could help if I got out and pushed. The blast came from the Death Star. That means operational. What's going on? But I am a Jedi. Like my father before Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw, and with me as, all, as always is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, uh, uh, who's joining us tonight? Well, tonight we have Charity Wood. Hello. Brett Black. Howdy, folks. And Juan Patino. Hola. So what are we fighting about this time, Damon? Uh, this time it's Best of Star Wars, and... It's not best character. It's not best vehicle. It's best of Star Wars. Uh, we're, we're just mixing a whole hodgepodge of damn near anything that you can think of. Uh, I, hopefully this works out and hopefully it's fun. Otherwise, this is going to be a horrible episode. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll work it out. It'll be all right. <laughs> It'll be good. Uh, Mike, how do the fights work here? Well, like you said, uh, we've got 32 names, uh, all different kinds of, of things, concepts, characters, just whatever, as long as it's related to Star Wars. But we uh, put two of them, we put them in, in brackets, uh, pit one against another, have a vote, majority wins. Um, you can use whatever criteria you want. Uh, especially with this, because there's really no way to do this. It's basically, which one do you like better? Uh, whatever justification you want, you just use Geek Logic. What is Geek Logic, Mike? Uh, Geek Logic can best be explained by this message. If Webster's Dictionary were enlightened enough to have an entry on Geek Logic, 
it would define it as any argument you can use to back up your choice. You define the terms any way you like, as long as it supports your claim and makes sense to you. And Mike, what is geek logic? <laughs> well, geek logic can best be explained by this message. <laughs> and that's geek logic. All right. Well, let's start the fights. And we're starting off with uh, with you, Charity, going right to you. It's Ewoks versus the boy has no patience. Um, I'm totally going with the boy has no patience. And simply because it's Yoda who says that. And yeah, the Ewoks don't measure up. A vote for the boy has no patience. Mike. Uh, fuck Ewoks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have an erection thinking about it right now. <laughs> Brett. Wow. Um, I, I'm going to go with also the boy has no patience. That's the when he uttered that line. That was the first time we realized, oh, wait a second. This is Yoda. A vote for the boy has no patience. I am voting for Ewoks because they are awesome. They took down the Empire with sticks and rocks and sticks and rocks. <laughs> the Ewoks are awesome. Sticks I, and stones. Break lots of bones. Yeah, and plus it was so, so it was so funny when they died. I loved watching them die. So I'm voting for Ewoks. Juan? <laughs> when the one falls and the other one's kind of rocking, I'm like, hey, wake up. Wake up. Damon, Damon's laughing. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and he drinks orphan tears. <laughs> but they had the cute little baby Ewoks in the basket. Oh, um, yeah, I'm gonna go for Yoda. And the boy has no patience. Is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the redemption of Darth Vader versus the Huts. Um, you know, there's a lot of of good reasons. And a lot of reasons I came up with to vote for the redemption of Darth Vader, but in the end, the Huts are a bunch of fat guys, so I'm going to vote for them. A vote for the Huts, Brett. Nice. And also, the Huts are uh, hermaphrodites, so you got that going for you, too. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, um, uh, looking at the redemption of Vader, I think it's a really good moment when. Uh, when uh, Luke is screaming for Vader to help him, Father, help me. And, and you see that moment of indecision where Vader's looking back and forth between the Emperor and Luke. And that's just sort of a really uh, neat feeling when he finally turned and, uh, and destroyed the Emperor and moved on for his redemption. So I'm going to go with, with Redemption of Vader. Uh, vote for the Redemption of Vader. And, you know, I would totally vote for the Huts, too, because, you know, Jabba's cool. Uh, what is it? Gordilla the Hut is cool. But I was watching Star Wars Clone Wars, and they had the effeminate, freaky, like, <laughs> Uncle Hut that was weird. That It was just a, a character they made up, and she or he or it sucked so hard that I am voting against the Huts just for that one shitty, shitty character. So my vote is for the redemption of Darth Vader. Juan? Ooh, you make a good point. I think it's interesting that they actually have um, um, Jabba more mobile when they did the re-imaged ones where they brought in the lost scenes or whatever, and they put the big slug thing over the fat dude with a, what was it, a fur vest in the original shooting? Um, 
I I don't really like the huts. They're kind of crazy looking. So I'm not voting for the huts. <laughs> uh, vote for the redemption of Darth Vader and charity. Um, I'm going with the redemption of Darth Vader. I always wanted to see the father son relationship like reunify. So, uh, and the huts never really interested me much. So I'm going to go with the redemption. Uh, the redemption of the Darth Vader, and that moves on, and the huts go down. We're on to our next fight. Brett, this one is yours. It is the Imperial March versus the reimagined visual, visuals of Cloud City. Uh, this is a neat matchup. I don't know if you, if you match these up on purpose, but you basically have two of the senses fighting it out here. You have John Williams uh, with his audio uh, Imperial March, otherwise known as the Darth Vader's theme. Uh, versus the visuals of the re- reimagined Cloud City uh, above Bespin. So uh, this was this is a close one. I'm going to go with the, the great John Williams because it was original and not reimagined. A vote for the Imperial March. And yeah, the reimagined Cloud City was amazing. It's spectacular, and I like it a lot. But I don't get an erection when I see it. The Imperial March, that's some badass shit. I'm going to go with the Imperial March. Juan? I'm definitely going to have to go with the Imperial March. Um, it was funny because when um, my son was, I think, three when I started him watching Star Wars. And um, I played him a, a clip of the theme song. And I said, Joaquin, what do you think of, of this? And he was like, it's Luke Skywalker. Then I played the Imperial March. And he was like, that's Darth Vader, without even having to see anything. Just recognizing the music. So I think I, if it's enough for a kid to identify... Um, the characters with the songs. I, I got to go with the Imperial March. Another vote for the Imperial March. Uh, Charity. This one was really hard for me. I had um, I wanted to vote for the reimagined uh, visuals for Cloud City because that's what I always wanted to see them look like when I was a kid. But when you put them up against the Imperial March, I totally have to go with the Imperial March. It's just so iconic. A vote for the Imperial March. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, I'm not going to make it a clean sweep. Uh, I do want to give uh, a little love to those visuals. I I really think they did a great job with the Empire Special Edition. And this was one of the things about it that I thought was, was fantastic. And I didn't really realize it at first. Um, it you know it took a while. It took a, a second viewing to kind of go, wow, that's 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 one of the things that's different. Um, so I think it does it does deserve some attention. Plus, I get the feeling I'm going to have a chance to vote for the Imperial March uh, more than a few times in this fight. All right. A vote for Cloud City, but the Imperial March moves on, and we are on to our next fight. It is Han shot first versus Vader. I am your father. Um, Han did not shoot first. Han shot. There's, there's a significant difference. Uh, but Darth Vader going... I am your father is so so earth-shatteringly bad and awesome at the same time Luke is crying like a bitch it's it's the moment where he becomes pimp Luke because he's bitch Luke up until that moment and uh I, I just I just love Darth Vader and that moment is such a, a a nice little fucking bombshell to throw down plus you didn't know if he was telling the truth or lying yet but I'm, I'm going with Vader I am your father Juan um. Yeah, I think that um, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. The whole 
because up to that point, he's just this evil bad guy that everybody's got to hate. He's he's the one he's training to beat. You had no idea it was, that it was coming. And then I am your father. I like it. That's what I'm voting for. A vote for I am your father. Charity? Yeah, I'm totally going with I am your father. It's just one of those things that uh, you quote over and over again. And um, guy, my sister and I made so many jokes about that when we were kids. So, yeah, going with that one. A vote for I am your father. <laughs> I can hear somebody doing it in the background. Mike? Um. Yeah, I uh, I will also go with I am your father. Um, Han shot first. Well, we're really going to get to address this again later in the episode, but uh, this really did become kind of the like a, a strange rallying rallying point for the beginning of of the Lucas hatred, and uh, you know eventually that just kind of got out of hand. So I'll go with I am your father. A vote for I am your father, and Brett is it a clean sweep? Well, uh, yeah, I guess I guess so. I'm of the I'm in the hand shot first uh, camp uh, here, and so uh, when I'm, I'm looking at the other brackets and seeing the Greedo side of things, and so I'm tempted to vote. I think I think I will. I think I'm going to vote for hand shot first just to uh, uh, make a mark there in the in that camp uh, versus Lucas. Of course, the Vader. I'm your th- father. That's turned everything upside down that was one of the greatest twists of all times not just of that movie but it turned the whole trilogy upside down uh it made you rethink all those conversations that luke had with obi-wan and sort of knock yourself in the head and say oh now it's so obvious why didn't i see that but um but but i'm gonna give han, han shot first a vote all right a vote for han but i am your father is moving on i am your father uh well <laughs> Juan, this one is yours. It is Luke Skywalker versus the Star Tours ride at Disneyland. Wait, 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 wait. The what? And the what? Oh, Luke Skywalker. Um, well, I mean, I have to go with Luke Skywalker because you can't really have a, you know, like the Star Wars adventure series without our little hero, you know. Um, even if he is bitch Luke for half the time, it's still... Um, I think a very key point to having the movie is having Luke there to do it. So I'm going to go with Luke. A vote for Luke. Charity? Yeah, Juan makes a great point about Luke Skywalker, um, but he was never one of my favorite characters, in, as weird as that sounds. Um, it was more... Tatooine was more important for me than Luke, which is bizarre. But um, Star Tours, on the other hand, always made me feel like I was in the movie. So I'm going to go with Star Tours. A uh, vote for Star Tours. Mike? Uh, you know, I've never uh, I've never been to Star Tours, so I'm going to vote for it. A <laughs> uh, uh, vote for Star Tours. I've never even heard of Star Tours. Uh, <laughs> Brett? Well, that just goes to show you what, what a big wuss Luke Skywalker is voting for Star Tours over over Luke. You know, Luke's Luke's the hero. He's the he's the typical hero. You know, he saves the princess, blows up the Death Star, uh, but then he just sort of goes downhill from there. And the second one, he pretty much gets his butt kicked all the way through. He's a puppet, uh, and then all of a sudden he comes back, and everyone has delusions of grandeur that he's a Jedi all of a sudden at the end. So. Uh, yeah, Luke Sky, just the name Skywalker. You might as well be Luke Bad Guy Crusher. You know, it's just sort of stamped. This is your destiny. But I hate the whole Skywalker family. I hated him. I hated his dad. 
to cry babies, really. The Status Wars uh, motion simulator is actually pretty awesome. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of these all over the place. Universal Studios had one for um, Back to the Future. Star Trek has one in Vegas called The Experience. You know, they're all sort of the same mold. And I've been on a number of them. And uh, the Star Tours one is actually pretty good. And, and uh, there's a couple of good points. And I'll, maybe I'll save a couple for the next round if it makes it that far. But uh, uh, it's just enough to know that the uh, co-pilot, the droid, that is working your ship through this journey, uh, his voice is lent by Paul Rubens. So that's kind of neat. <laughs> Led along by Pee Wee Herman. So I'm voting for Star Tours. A vote for Star Tours. Uh, yeah, I would. I was. You know, you were saying Luke Skywalker is the the hero of the story, but if you go by Luke's two thousand and what five brain, uh, Skywalker Luke isn't the 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 main thrust of the, the the story. It's Anakin, and it just so happens that his son does the exact same shit a couple years later and chooses the light side instead of the dark side. But in the original story, the way it is in George Lucas's head, Anakin is actually the hero of the story. And without Anakin, there wouldn't be any of the star Wars stuff. Um, star tours. I've been on it. It's fun. It's no star Trek experience, but I'm still voting for <laughs> star tours and star tours. Wow. Is on. Yay. Luke goes down and we are on to our next fight. <laughs> Charity. It's going weird early. <laughs> Isn't it? Wow. Charity, this fight is yours. It is Boba Fett versus Leia's slave outfit. Yeah, I thought this one was going to be easy for me because I didn't realize Boba Fett was paired up against it. And so I'm like, the slave outfit, yeah, that's awesome. But um, then I realized Boba Fett was against it. And I'm like, dude, cool helmet, bounty hunter, jetpack. I got to vote for Boba Fett. Uh, vote for Boba Fett, Mike. Yo, it's it's definitely Slave Leia. Um, I mean, there's n- no one really cares if a bunch of Boba Fetts get together at a convention. Plus, <laughs> you know, in the end, he was just that whiny little kid who everybody said was a badass, but he saw his daddy die in front of him. And then, what, 20 years later, he just gets smacked in the jetpack and flies into the Sarlacc pit. Weak. <laughs> Uh, vote for Leia's slave outfit. Brett? Well, let me just get this drool out of the way. I'm going to say Leia's slave outfit. Enough said. A vote for Leia's outfit. Um, yeah, you know, everybody loves Boba Fett. And, it, and I used to love Boba Fett, too. And then Mike pointed it out to me. Boba Fett doesn't do anything. He literally does absolutely nothing well he captures han solo no he takes han solo from one part of the universe to the other because han solo's best friend betrayed him that's it that's the only reason he literally does nothing he just stands there and looks cool uh slave leia's stand there and look cool and i like the way they look a lot better so (laughs) i'm voting for slave leia outfit uh juan um, I am going to have to go with Slave Leia's outfit, too. That's really quite an, an impressive piece of outfit. What little there is. Exactly. And a vote for Slave Leia's outfit. And Slave Leia's outfit is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. And this one is bizarre. It is the Force versus the Lars Homestead. Um, 
I will I will go with the force because uh, life creates it, makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. A vote for the force. Brett? Now, this is comparing the dynamic force that, that binds the galaxy together versus a moisture farm. Uh, comparing the sun to styrofoam here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to vote for the force. A vote for the force. I am voting for styrofoam. Um, the force was cool up until you knew it was midichlorians. All you motherfuckers like to forget midichlorians, midichlorians. It's midichlorians, and then you just have more of it or you don't. The force is not a mystical force at all. It's a natural thing that happens in your body, and then you can do telekinesis. Whatever. I don't even care. Lars, Lars Homestead was a great place. I would have loved to grow up in the Lars Homestead until some fucked up droids come by my house. What the fuck is that? I buy a couple shitty droids and then they kill my parents? You can go to hell. I'm going Lars Homestead. <laughs> Juan? <laughs> yeah, Lars Homestead. No, I'm sorry. I can't do that. No, I got to go with the Force, man. It's the binding metaphysical ubiquitous power in the fictional universe of the Star Wars galaxy. That's Wikipedia. But still, I, I, I like, I like, I'm going to go and vote for the Dude, Force. Dude, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Say um, that again. The binding metaphysical and ubiquitous power in the fictional universe of the Star Wars galaxy. Can you say that in Spanish? They just need to take out fictional. Right. Okay, hold on, hold on. The Force is a binding metaphysical and ubiquitous power in the universe of the Star Wars galaxy. Well, that's not that's not Spanish. Say that's it in not Spanish. Spanish. I'm saying it without the fictional. <laughs> say it in Spanish. Can you say it in Spanish? Uh, no. Give me a few minutes. All right. <laughs> uh, in in the next round, it'll move on. Uh, okay. Charity, what's your vote? I'm voting Lars Homestead also. Any particular reason why? <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to grow up there too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you guys must have lived really boring. I want to live underground. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to live underground. Dirt houses it's are very awesome. cool. Yeah. In the it's like desert. It's like living in the side of a mountain, except for it wasn't a mountain. You were just in the ground. Yeah, don't forget it's a desert with... Crazy people with sticks and tiny midgets with guns. <laughs> la fuerza de enlace, metafísico y ubiquio en el universo de ficción de la galaxia de Star Wars. But there, it's got fiction. I got to do it different. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> and the force is moving on. <laughs> and we are on to our next fight. Brett, this one is yours. It is Leia Kissing Luke versus the Cantina Band. Okay, so, well, let's see, Leia kissing Luke. This, uh, so she did this, I suppose, to make Han jealous, and that was all sort of known as we saw it. But then it had the ew factor when we learned later that they were brother and sister. So, uh, oh, that's kind of a turn on, too. Uh, then we got the Cantina Band. Uh, John Williams doing the jazz thing for a little while. Uh, I kind of like the Cantina Band here because they remind me of the... Remember the foursome on the Titanic that just kept playing the music as the ship went down? And they didn't care what was going on around them. Uh, these guys in the band sort of have to have that sort of, uh, that, that sort of uh, ilk in their blood for murders to happen around them and all the violence. And they just sort of kind of keep playing their jazzy music. They're having a good time. So I'm going to go for the Cantina Band. 
a vote for the Cantina Band. Yeah, uh, Luke and Leia making out, and they do make out. Uh, I, I, my favorite part is I've always known. That's that's my favorite part. I've always known. Fuck you. <laughs> if you've always known, you wouldn't have made out with your fucking brother. That's disturbing. I'm voting for Cantina Band. Juan? Cantina Band. Because that's just weird, kissing your brother on the lips to make somebody else jealous. That's, that's just fucking weird. <laughs> I'm going for the music. A vote for Cantina Band. Uh, Charity? Yeah, the, the kissing thing, way too creepy. Um, Cantina Band, for sure. Um, besides the Lars Homestead, for me, that was like totally tattooing. A vote for the Cantina Band. And Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yes, it is, because I think uh, when Lucas does the next special edition, he should change that part and have her kiss Chewbacca instead. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That would actually work, and it should make him jealous. That's actually brilliant. You know what? You're right. That's what he should do. Lucas, if you're listening, that's what you should do. <laughs> we are on to our next fight. Uh, it is R2-D2 versus the celebration across the galaxy at the end of Jedi. Um I I like the, the the celebration across the galaxy is all right, but they lost my 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 one of my favorite things, which is the goddamn Ewok song, and I love the Ewok song. Yep, no. four days, four days, sir. So I <laughs> I really can't vote for it for that. And then you add that on top of the fact R two D two. That's right. I love the shit out of R2-D2. I would marry R2-D2 if I could. As a matter of fact, I've got an R2-D2 here that I'm going to do dirty things to. <laughs> My vote goes R2-D2. Juan? Um, yeah, I, I, I hate the fact that they got rid of the Yubnub song. I mean, granted, the new song's kind of cool or whatever, but, you know, that, that, that made, like, the whole Return of the Jedi experience for me when I first saw it. It's like the whole ending, you knew it was done, and it was the tribal Yubnub Ewok song. Granted, looking back at it now, I could probably do without the Abnum, and I actually can't imagine Star Wars without R2-D2. I think he's even more important than Bitch Luke, but, you know, hey, he was been there through the whole thing, right? So, R2-D2. A vote for R2-D2. Charity? Yeah, I initially wanted to vote for the Celebration Across the Galaxy because um, I always wanted to see that. I always felt like that Ewok celebration wasn't enough, that if the you know uh empire was taken down that there would be more you know people everywhere would be happy um so i liked that but when you put it up against r2d2 it, i have to go with r2d2 he's r2d2 that's it <laughs> it's very cool another vote for r2 mike r2 yet another vote for r2d2 and brett is it a clean sweep yeah, I agree with what everybody else has said here. I actually watched the uh, the celebration across the galaxy uh, before we started this on YouTube, and uh, it really bothered me for some reason to watch C-3PO dancing with the Ewoks. So uh, that just uh, lent my vote even stronger to good old R2. And R2-D2 takes the win there. <laughs> and we're moving... Jesus Christ, Juan. Uh, we are moving on to our next fight. Juan, this one is yours. It is Salacious Crumb versus Luke going, No! <laughs> no, you're not my father. Um, 
Uh, Salacious Crumbs got on my nerves, man. I wanted to reach the screen and grab that little puppet and throw it across the room. Um, but that the no is like, you know, the ultimate bitch Luke. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the, the Luke no after father reveal. Uh, vote for Luke saying no. Charity? Yeah, Luke, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> the face that he makes <laughs> cracks me up to this day, so I totally have to go with that. It doesn't even like compare to Salacious Crumb, so yeah, Luke, no. Uh, vote for Luke. Mike? Uh, I'll go with Salacious Crumb. Uh, I've always kind of liked pets. <laughs> uh, vote for Salacious Crumb. Brett? I thought Salacious... Salacious... Salaciouses? Salacious Crumb's uh, laughter was pretty infectious, actually. I didn't find him annoying. I found him actually pretty entertaining. I like that he he got a good shot in on, on C-3PO's eye. Uh, and I like saying monkey lizard, so I'm going to go with Salacious Crumb. <laughs> a vote for Salacious Crumb. It is all tied up, and it comes down to me, and you guys suck. You really do. Because... <laughs> I do like Luke. No, it's not true. It's not possible. And I do like what they did on ro- the Robot Chicken Star Wars, and they just kept doing it over and over and over again. That's highly improbable. All that stuff. But Salacious Crumb is probably my second favorite character out of everybody in Star Wars because he's a little asshole. Every time something bad happens to somebody, he's laughing like a dick. And that's what I do on the inside, not necessarily the outside because I know it's rude. Sometimes on the outside. Sometimes. Sometimes. But definitely on the inside, I got a little Salacious Crumb in me going, (laughs) just that fucking laugh. Oh, I love that motherfucker. I'm voting for Salacious Crumb. And Salacious Crumb moves on. Yeah. And we are on to our next fight. Charity, this one is yours. It is the Kenner Boba Fett mail-away figure versus Greedo shooting first. That one was uh, hard for me as well. Um, Yeah, guy. Right now, I still can't even... (laughs) The toys I didn't get when I was a kid and I really, really wanted them. So if I'm going to vote now as a grown up, I'm going to vote for toys that I didn't get. So mail away figure. A vote for the mail away Kenner. Mike. Um, I did get and still have the mail away Boba Fett figure. Um, I thought it was awesome, but it didn't have the shooting jetpack like it had advertised. Uh, because they pulled that the last minute because a kid swallowed something. And uh, recently they've done a new mail-in thing to get a Boba Fett where it actually does shoot. Uh, and I've been tempted, I just don't want to buy a bunch of the figures. But uh, I'm going to vote for Greedo shooting first. And the main reason, and you know, we had mentioned this earlier, a lot of people looked at this as kind of weakening Han Solo's character, making him somehow weaker because he didn't shoot first. But I don't I don't think it made him much of a badass to shoot somebody who's got a gun trained on him, who's basically saying, Well, okay, I'm about to kill you. That's pretty much self defense. That's not, you know, being the toughest badass in the galaxy. But with Greedo shooting first, he didn't just shoot first, he missed at point blank range. So I think that means that Greedo was mentally challenged. And that means Han Solo in the new version, he shot a retarded guy. 
And that's what Jabba meant when he said, why did you fry poor Greedo? You know he's special. (laughs) (laughs) So a vote for Greedo shooting first. (laughs) Brett? That is some interesting logic there. Geek logic there, Mike. Uh, But it, it wasn't that it made Han more or less of a badass by shooting first. What it did was it diminished his journey from going to a morally questionable character to eventually becoming a great hero of the Republic. So if he was already a sort of a moral guy and he, he was waiting for Greedo to pull first, eh, then he didn't have that, uh, that bad boy quality about him. Plus, I don't think Greedo would miss from less than a meter apart if he was this bounty hunter who made his profession doing what he did. And I think Han could have shot first anyway and still... Uh, you know, Lucas said he had to shoot first. He wanted to tell the kids that, that Han had to shoot first. Or uh, that, I'm sorry, that Han, uh, that Han had to shoot because Greedo had shot, at the fir- had shot first or they shot at the same time, depending on which edition you're looking at. I'm but, confused. Uh, well, you know, there were three editions, if I understand it correctly. You know, the original Han shot first in the original. And then in the mid to late 90s when they released it, Lucas changed it to have Greedo shooting first. And then with the uproar from Star, Star Wars fans, he released it again in 04 uh, and digitally altered Han to make Han sort of lean out of the way at the same time Greedo was shooting. So they sort of shot at the same time, but Han hit and Greedo missed. So there's three different versions out there, depending on what you're looking at. Uh, so I'm in the Han shot first category. I think that was the way it was meant to be from the beginning. And I think Lucas overthought it when he changed and, and I like the idea, you know, all these, these, uh, these movies that are originally geared towards kids. I like the idea of the collectibles and especially the rare collectibles that go with them. Uh, and that's what that Boba Fett uh, mail-away giveaway was, the collectible where the rocket separated. So I'm going to go with the Kenner mail-away Boba Fett. Uh, vote for Boba Fett. Uh, Mike, you're right. Uh, Han did shoot a mentally handicapped person. And that's why I'm going to vote for him and tie it all the way up for you, Juan. It's all tied up. Coming down to you. Well, aren't you just special? Um, Okay, so the bounty hunter who didn't really catch anybody and kind of got killed because his backpack got bumped on a um, skiff by a blind dude and a giant monkey um, and who's supposedly like this badass He's got a doll, and you're putting that up against Greedo Shoots First? That is correct. Okay. Greedo Shoots First gets my vote. What? <laughs> Greedo Shoots First gets Greedo the Greedo Shoots win. First. Yep. And, and Han Shoots First didn't make it out of the first round. So that now means... Greedo shot first. Greedo shooting first is some of the best stuff in Star Wars. Yes, that is right, folks. <laughs> All of you whiters who complain ears about Han shooting first, it is now over. We have settled it here on Geek Fights. <laughs> Greedo shoots first. Wow. Uh, Mike. Yeah, I don't think Greedo shoots first is going to make it much farther. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Mike, this fight is yours. It is Leia, I love you. Han, I know. Fucking hell. Awesome. Versus the Millennium Falcon. Uh, no context. Uh, it's the Millennium Falcon. It uh, it did the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. <laughs> okay, uh, Brett. <laughs> well, you put it that way. So the, the, the Falcon, I lo- the Falcon basically is the, is the first 
character slash vehicle slash anything that got a pot shot in Unvader. It was the first one at the very end, the blind shot that knocked him off of the off of the screen. So you so you like the Falcon there. Uh, the the Lay I Love You Han I know I I like it because when I compare it to the uh, the, the, the love affair between Anakin and Padme, uh, which is very syrupy. The, the flirtations where Anne where on uh, uses the force to pass a fruit across the table. Was I mean, it was, it, the whole Skywalker family's like that. I really <laughs> like the give and take between Leia and Han, with the, you know, playing, yeah, we kind of like each other, but we don't. That whole relationship was very interesting. Uh, so I'm going to go with the I love you, I know. Leia, I love you, Han, I know. I love you, I know, gets a vote from you. And seriously, the most pimp line in movies, until recently when I saw Thor and he does that one thing, that was that was more pimp. But this is seriously the most pimp thing ever. He's about to fucking die, and he doesn't say, I love you. She says, I love you, because she thinks she's never going to see him again. And instead of saying, I love you, the motherfucker says, I know, and then goes to his death. That is so badass. I, I'm sorry. I like the Millennium Falcon. It's a cool ship, but that is way better for me. So I'm going, I love you, I know. Juan? The Millennium Falcon? What a piece of junk. Um, I'm going to have to go with the... Uh... Oh, the Millennium Falcon is a piece of junk, but I do like it. But you're right. I have to agree with you, Damon. It is a really uh, awesome... Uh, I'm sorry, I can't think of the English word. Despedida. Uh, goodbye. There it is. Like, uh, So yeah, the I love you and I know gets my vote. I love you, I know gets another vote. Charity? That's a great line. And if it were the reverse one from Return, if it were um, Han saying I love you and Leia saying... I know, then I would have voted for it because I love that sort of jab she gives them. But I'm going to have to go with the Millennium Falcon because, man, it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) But I love you, I know, is moving on into the next round. The Millennium Falcon goes down. We don't like the Millennium Falcon here at Geek Fights, apparently. (laughs) It constantly loses. Wow, I can't believe twice in a row it's gone out in round one. It's all right. It was up against I Love You, I Know. I'm sorry. It's it's hardcore. Brett, this fight is yours. It is the Rancor versus Droidicus. I really love the Rancor. I, it's probably my favorite char- monster character from any of the movies. And uh, all it takes is that look from Luke when that Rancor comes through the gate and then they show Luke's face. He just has this... Before that, he was calm, cool, collected dictating terms to Jabba. You, you can profit by this or you can die. And two minutes later, he's got a look on his face like, oh shit, what did I just do? Uh, really cool looking character. Uh, what's it fighting? Oh, Droidicus. <laughs> yeah. Droidicus, very cool. Very insectoid looking droids. Very different from a lot of the, uh, the infantry battle droids that you see. A little bit of a transformer-like droid where they can turn into the wheel wheel droids and roll around, and they've got their globe of. They got a lot of things going for them, uh, but the Rancor is too awesome. A vote for the Rancor. Um, 
I would vote for the Rancor. He is cool. And as a matter of fact, when he, when he pops up in other things, well, when they pop up in other things in Star Wars, like, uh, what is it, uh, the Force Unleashed games, they're awesome in that. But Droidicas were the first droids that you were actually kind of scared of because up until that point they were just cannon fodder all droids were cannon fodder until that point and then that motherfucker comes out and does that spinning shit and then just the bubble comes around and starts shooting you're like oh shit uh that might be a problem uh so i'm gonna go droidicus uh one well i can get the intimidation factor of the droid that has its you know self-contained force field, you know, and you can shoot out and it's pretty kind of badass, but come on, man. The Rancor does a whole little puppy squeal when it dies. It's cute after it terrifies you for five minutes. I'm going to go for the Rancor. I'll vote for the Rancor. Charity? The uh, Droidicas are really cool. Um, I really liked those when I saw them for the first time, but the Rancor is the bomb. Um, I love that, like, fight scene with him and Luke and um I love watching the you know I just get a kick out of the Wrangler his little owner um you know <laughs> is so sad that his you know Rancor died yeah so <laughs> I'm gonna vote for the Rancor another vote for the Rancor and Mike uh up until we started this uh particular fight I didn't know uh what a Droidica was so I'm gonna vote for the Rancor a vote for the Rancor. And the Rancor moves on, and we are on to our next fight. Oh, this is a fucked up one. It is the Master Yoda versus Lightsabers. God damn it. Oh, This is so hard. You did that. I did, and not on purpose. Uh, let's see. Yoda, I'm looking at right now behind me. I bought a Furby Yoda. I, 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 I love Yoda. But there's one thing I, I do love and want more than Yoda, and that, that would be a lightsaber. Like, if I could get, get one of those master replica lightsabers, uh, especially the Count Dooku one because the handle's fucking curved. That's so sweet. Um, yeah, lightsabers, because, because of the variety that, that they have, and, like, you, you can have your favorite one. Oh, I'm going to go lightsaber. Juan? Ooh, well... Uh, talk funny he does short he is um, philosophy is whack <laughs> I'm gonna um, y- Yoda talks funny I don't know I don't I don't. I like Yoda I like the idea Master Yoda is awesome and you know when we finally actually got to see him do his thing in um, what was that Attack of the Clones when he was taking on Count Dooku that's when I was all that's when it finally came out like oh shit look at Yoda he's crazy but it's all about the lightsabers, man. I, I, I got to go with the lightsabers. My son and I run around with our lightsabers all the time. So, lightsabers it is. A vote for lightsabers. Charity? Yeah, um, that one was hard. Yoda is super cool. Um, but, yeah, lightsabers. Come on. They're they're really cool. I mean, if, if I had one of those handles, I'd probably wear it on my belt constantly. Um, That's awesome. I, I, got, I got a lightsaber... Uh, Chris bought me a lightsaber for our wedding anniversary recently. So, I mean, I love lightsabers. So I'm totally going to have to go with lightsaber. Another vote for lightsabers. Mike? Uh, I'm going to go for Yoda because Yoda has a lightsaber. Yeah, but his is short. Brett? (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) 
Mr. Black, where's your yes, vote? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say lightsabers. And lightsabers gets another vote, and lightsabers moving on. Yoda goes down. Wow! Did any it look? It looks like R two D two is the only character that's made it through. Actually, no. R two D two is the only character that's made it through because there are no more characters left. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Juan, this one is yours. It is Snow Speeders versus Darth Vader's suit. His suit. Right. Not Darth Vader the character, but the suit. So basically the suit provided him with what new legs and life support and that crazy breathing thing, um, noise, um, and the snow speeder, what they did is, okay, I was reading it. It was saying that they out, they took like the cockpit area of the X-wing fighter and the Y-wing and they kind of threw a bunch of parts together and outfitted it to be snow speeders and all this other stuff. That's kind of cool that the Rebel Alliance was ingenuitive enough to be able to create the snow speeders or, or, or not necessarily to create them, but to um, make it so that they could or adapt them to working in the snow. That's pretty cool. But Darth Vader's suit is sustaining him alive and still lets him do the force. So I want to go with Darth Vader's suit. A vote for Vader's suit. Charity? Um, Vader's suit looks cool. Um like visually, I love the buttons. I love all the lights and things. But with the snow speeder, you get like some of the best dialogue. Detach cable, cable detached. I, I love the snow speeder. You got to go with that snow speeder. Uh, vote for snow speeders, Mike. Um, you know when you said that it's the suit, it's Darth Vader's suit, not Darth Vader the character. Um, I think those two things are are in many ways indistinguishable because the suit is really the difference between Anakin Skywalker, who, oh, powerful, but still basically just kind of a of an, an annoying brat kid, and, you know, the greatest villain of all time, even though he didn't win the geek fight. Um, that suit is what makes that difference. You know, it's the helmet, it's the voice, it's the breathing, it's it's all of that. I mean, that's really the Darth Vader everybody was scared of. The guy who threw, you know, lightning bolts around or did all the stuff that young Anakin did, that uh, that was, Dar- real Darth Vader didn't have to do that. He just stood there. A vote for Vader's suit. Uh, Brett. There are two million and six different kinds of vehicles and transport machines in the universe this is just you know one type of transport turned into another because they're on hoth and they have to adjust to the cold and you add a harpoon in the in the in the end you know compare that to the imposing figure anybody you put anybody in darth vader's suit it's going to be imposing put yoda in the suit and he's coming out with the breathing you're going to walk the other way darth vader's suit awesome Another vote for Vader's suit. Wow, Charity, I would love to vote for Snowspeeders. Snowspeeders are cool and extremely lame at the same time because they are only good on one planet, <laughs> at least one planet that we've seen, which is Hoth. They're only good against one thing that they can fight, which are the, uh, what is it, Adats, which, uh, or are those ATSTs? But it doesn't matter. They're not good against anything else. They don't fly in space, they're kind of lame otherwise. Darth Vader's suit 
is Darth Vader. You are absolutely right, Mike. Because when he takes off the helmet at the end of Jedi, and you see that it's a, a shriveled up white guy in there, and he's like, <laughs> I always love you, Luke. That's no longer Darth Vader. You're like, fuck that guy. I don't care about that guy. Put the helmet back on, because that's a badass motherfucker. I'm going to go with Darth Vader's suit. And Vader's suit moves on into the next round. And we are at our last fight of the first round. Charity, this one is yours. It is the lightsaber duel at the end of Empire versus Marvel Comics Star Wars Comics. This one for me, I'm going for lightsaber duel um, simply because I never got any of the comics. Um, and I still haven't picked one up and I, I don't really know much about them. So lightsaber duel. A vote for the lightsaber duel. Mike. It uh, it it broke my heart to see that these two were going up against each other. I think I put both of them on these on this list, and um, even though uh, I I you know really realistically is the lightsaber fight, uh, I'm going to vote for the Marvel comic Star Wars comic. Uh, it was the first adaptation that really kind of had a life of its own. Uh, it went on for a very long period of time. I remembered buying the three pack. In a, in a grocery store somewhere of reprints, um, you know, I just have great personal memories with those particular comic books, and I do think there were some really good comic books with Walt Simonson and Terry Austin and Carmine Infantino and Howard Jake and Al, Al Williamson. You know, it's a, a real Archie Goodwin, tons of, of really talented creators, and I think it needs to get a, a little bit of respect here, even though I'm sure it's going to go down in flames. Down in flames, but a vote for the Star Wars comic, Brett. I think you're, you're probably right, Mike. But I'm going to take it from a from a comic expert there, and I'm leaning towards the comic book as well, only because uh, the, the lightsaber duel at the end of Empire was sort of wrong. I enjoyed uh, uh, Luke sort of getting pushed around, and and Darth Vader really just toying with them. Oh, you want to play lightsabers? Uh, how would you like a girder in the head? How would you like a bucket over here? And just sort of pushing him around at ease. But um, the whole lightsaber fight there, if I remember correctly, there was a lot of thought that went into how Jedi fight with lightsabers after that movie. And, uh, and, and with, when Jedi came out, they changed a lot of the stances and, and holding lightsabers with two hands instead of one. And with Empire, a lot of times Darth Vader was fighting with one hand. And I mean, technically, he has the Force. He doesn't even need any hands. He can go sit on the on the couch and let his lightsaber sort of move around and duel for him. So there was sort of a an unwritten rule of how you were supposed to fight with this with this elegant weapon. And and I think they did it wrong. So for that reason, I'm going to vote for the Marvel comic Star Wars comic. A vote for the Marvel comics Star Wars comic. Um, no, they didn't do it wrong. Vader was fucking with Luke. That's why he uses one hand. He uses one hand until he really wants to fuck with him and wants to fuck him up. Because once he does two hands, he chops his hand off and he tells him he's his father. Seriously, watch that fight again. He doesn't use two hands until he's like, okay, fuck this shit. He is so badass. He is so imposing. It is the scariest Darth Vader is ever going to be in all of Star Wars. That is his scariest moment is when he's coming after when I was a kid. I didn't think of Luke as bitch. Luke, I just thought he was, oh my god, that's my hero, and he's losing to the villain because I'd never seen that. You don't see that. He loses to the villain. It's a great fight because you're like, oh, you know what? He's gonna win. He's gonna he's gonna win. Oh shit, he's gonna win. Oh my god, he's not gonna win. He's not gonna win. Holy shit, Vader fucked him up. I, I've gotta go with the duel at the end of 
Empire. Unbelievably, it's all tied up. It comes down to you, Juan. Which one gets the win? Um, drum roll. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I am a big fan of the lightsaber duels, and I don't think that there are enough duels in the series. Um, there need to be more, and so I definitely want to hold up the ones that there are. And that was a good one. And I, I, I agree that they did it that way on purpose, that you're right, that uh, Darth Vader is fucking with Luke the whole time. He's trying to lead him on, you know, get him to where he wants him so that he can take advantage of the situation. So, yeah, definitely the lightsaber duel at the end of the Empire. And the lightsaber duel at the end of the Empire moves on. Uh, we've got The Boy Has No Patience, uh, The Redemption of Darth Vader, The Imperial March, I Am Your Father, Star Tours, Leia's Slave Outfit, The Force, The Cantina Band, R2-D2, Salacious Crumb, Greedo Shooting First, I Love You I Know, The Rancor, Lightsaber, Vader Suit, and The Lightsaber Duel at the End of Empire all moving on, and we'll be back right after this. R2-D2, hurry up. Hello, welcome to Burger Show. We'd like a Star Wars poster, please. I knew it. Well, all you do is buy a large serving of Coca-Cola for 49 cents, and the poster's yours. R2, look, it's us. R2, I think we'd better leave. Collect all four Star Wars posters only at Burger Chef. We are back. Uh, we're jumping right in with what we do every week, which is uh, what is it? Geek cred. That's right. Your geek cred. And we're going to start with Mr. Brett Black. What's your geek cred, sir? Are you not talking now? Oh, sorry. I had my mic on uh, mute. Way to go. <laughs> and uh, my geek cred is uh, I know how to work uh, microphones really well. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that'll work. Uh, Mr. Juan. What? What's your geek cred? My what? Oh, uh, geek cred. Um, I have a vast collection of music spanning genres from different languages and different, you know, tempos and all that. And um, I am raising a little geek. That works for me. Charity from subs- Subspace Communique. Also, you're crewman Becky, aren't you? Yes. See? Oh, wait. Am I re- am I spoiling it? Do, do no. Uh, that? Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> Just making sure. What is your geek cred, ma'am? Um, I'm gonna go with my Star Wars Lego collection. It's just Ooh. cool to look at and fun to put together. Oh, Legos. I'm glad I I, I kicked that habit a long time ago. Otherwise, I'd have a problem today. (laughs) But that that is our panel, and we're going to jump right back into our fights. Mike, this one is yours. It is The Boy Has No Patience versus The Redemption of Darth Vader. Um, hmm. This this is kind of tough. Um, Ultimately the redemption of Darth Vader becomes what the Star Wars story really is. You know, in its entirety, it is the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker and Rise. Um, but, you know, th- this is a lot of, of 
things this evening, I think, are going to come down to a, a sort of classic trilogy mentality versus the modern, uh, what do you call six movies? Um, modern movies plus expanded universe. And at the end of the day, I'm still kind of a purist, uh, mostly because I'm old. And uh, I think I am going to go with um, The Boy Has No Patience because for me, in the, the classic trilogy, Darth Vader, there's no rise and fall and redemption and all that. He's, he's a bad motherfucker. And then at the end, when he's redeemed, he's, he's, it's kind of soft. You know, it kind of weakens him. It kind of lessens him uh, a little bit to me at the end of Jedi. Um, I understand that it. it's a great story arc, but a character who was, you know, once scary as shit is now a wrinkled up, scarred up old man laying on the floor. And that's kind of uncool. A vote for The Boy Has No Patience. Brett? I think the boy has no patience. You know, it's one of Yoda's lines, but I don't even think it's really one of his best lines. He has a he has probably a, you know the best quotes out of any character. You know, you are reckless. Uh, you will be. Uh, but the redemption of Vader, you know, we come full circle there. And um, although Anakin was sort of pathetic, uh, he was never actually pure evil like the emperor he had his agendas and he was sort of led astray by by uh by the sith uh, and um it's it's i want to vote for redemption of vader because uh, my son came to me and he was playing the lego star wars game and and he was sort of confused because uh and he had watched all the movies and he said you know vader did all these things and uh you know, killed all these people and destroyed planets and at the end, he says, I'm sorry, and he gets to be a Jedi ghost. And so it's, so, you know, one little turn at the end, there's no Sith hell for you. You get, you get to be in the same part as Yoda and everybody else. So you, so you can do whatever you want in life at the last moment. Say you're sorry. Tell everybody else that you were right. You were right all along. And you get to be a Jedi ghost. Redemption of Vader. A vote for Redemption of Vader. Very Catholic of you. Um... You know, the boy has no patience. It, it's a good line. I, I like it a lot. I, I don't. And Mike is right. You really do. You you take a guy who is the scariest mofo in the universe and turn him into a shriveled up, whiny little bitch, just like Luke, like father, like son. And I really, really don't like it. I don't know why. I don't. I don't want to see him redeemed. You know what the redemption of, uh, of Darth Vader is for me? It's him throwing the Emperor down the tube, Luke turning with him, and then them both ruling the fucking galaxy. That's the redemption of Darth Vader for me. That is my redemption of Darth Vader. Uh, the boy has no patience. I, I can love love it or leave it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it right now because I really I would prefer I want it a different way. Come on, EU, come out with that. Uh, one. Um, I think I'm keeping up. It's uh, he has no patience and the redemption of Vader, right? That is correct. I'm gonna go with he has no patience. Okay. Wow, no reason. Char- charity. I always felt like Yoda was just being obstinate when he said the boy has no patience just uh 
being argumentative for argumentative uh, argument's sake. Uh, and I did always want to see Vader um, turn to the um, you know good side, and um, when he did, it just gave me the warm fuzzies, and I loved every second of it. So I'm going to go with Redemption of Vader. The Redemption of Vader gets a vote. But the boy has no patience, moves on. Charity, I have to ask you a question real quick. Yeah. So when the uh, Star Wars uh, Old Republic game comes out, what side uh-huh. are you going to play on? I don't know. Um, I haven't actually like investigated that game much. Just, just light or dark? Which, which way are you going to go? Light side or dark side? I'd be tempted to do both if you could, but probably light at first, um, but... See? Yeah, I don't there, know. There we go. That's that's all I was trying to figure out there, because I could kind of tell the people who like the dark side were voting against the redemption of Vader, and the people who like the light side were voting for the redemption of Vader. Ah. Just, just a little thing there. Uh, but we're moving on, Brett. This fight is yours. It is the Imperial March versus I Am Your Father. Well, these are very good. This is a very good matchup. Imperial March the most recognizable sound of fear. You know, when you hear that, you, any kind of uh, uh, challenge you have going in your life, you sort of can play that theme in the background. Uh, I am your father is the twist that everything else is measured up against afterwards uh, and falls short, making Leia, Luke's sister in the third one, try to do that same shock value, uh, but nothing measures up. I'll vote for I am your father. A vote for I am your father. Um, I don't hear them playing I am your father at a basketball game or a football game or a baseball game uh, or when the random bad guy comes out in a comedy, you know, just a sitcom, they'll play that theme. That theme is so iconic with badass and bad guy that it's it's throughout everything. If you turn on a, a college football game, they will be playing that theme. It's everywhere. I love the Imperial March. I'm your father. Cool line, cool moment. But I'm going with the Imperial March. Juan. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I, I have to agree. The Imperial March, I think, is definitely more. Um, well, I think it is bigger and more recognizable. I know that if you were to walk around and say, I am your father, people are going to know that you're talking about Star Wars and you're talking about Darth Vader. But I think that the Imperial March is an even bigger representation of the entire story arc. You know, I mean, that you, you associate it with the character, you associate it with the movie, and it's always playing. And yeah, I have to go with the Imperial March. I like it. A vote for the Imperial March. Charity? I'm going with Imperial March, too. Um, yeah, it's very cool and just um all the music is amazing so john williams did a great job um definitely imperial march a vote for the imperial march mike i am your father has become embedded in pop culture you can't say those three words together i am your father which could be used in a wide variety of, of different situations without it referring to this no one will write that into a script. They'll choose other words because that phrase, that moment in Empire Strikes Back has basically owns those three words, which is amazing achievement. But the Imperial March 
owns evil. You can't play that without without basically making people think that whatever they're seeing is evil. They they showed on the Daily Show once. Uh, it was like George Bush and Cheney and Rumsfeld and a bunch of guys walking down the street, and they they showed them in slow motion playing the Imperial March, and they looked completely evil and, and diabolical. And they then pointed out that if you showed any group of people walking down the street in slow motion and played this over that, which they showed a bunch of different groups, they all look like they're evil. It's it's completely uh, it's it's like the perfect music for an idea for a concept. So I have to vote for it for uh, Imperial March. And Imperial March is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. It is Star Tours versus the Slave Leia outfit. And um, while Star Tours was cool, and I did enjoy it, I haven't been on the remastered Star Tours yet. Um, I do like looking at Slave Leia's in that outfit. Uh, that outfit is amazing, and some women wear it very, very well. Others do not. But I'm still going to vote for Slave Leia outfit. Uh, Juan? Um, yeah, I still have never been on Star Tours from when we talked about it a few minutes ago. So I'm going to have to go with... Um a slave Leia outfit. Well, I have not worn that either. I do enjoy looking at the ladies that do wear it. Oh, vote for the slave Leia outfit. <laughs> I don't know. There's four guys on this panel. I don't know how many of them are going to vote for Star Tours. But Charity, you're the one that's up in the air. Which one are you voting for? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I have the same uh, deciding factors on slave Leia as everyone else does. Um, as cool as that outfit is, and as much as I've always wanted that outfit, I still love Star Tours, and it just has so many like cool memories from my childhood. That um, and the fact that I've always felt like you're in the movie when you write it. Um, I'm totally voting for Star Tours, even though I know I'm the only one. <laughs> A vote for Star Tours, Mike. Uh, you are not the only one. I I am also going to vote for Star Tours. Uh, I am I'm. I actually prefer Princess Leia in Star Wars. That, to me, is my Princess Leia. For me, a princess wears a nice white dress, doesn't dress like a stripper. But and it's that, not about the princess. It's about the, it's about the costume. It's about the princess. <laughs> a vote for Star Tours. It is all tied up and coming down to you there, Brett. I'll say uh, for, for, for Star Tours, the, the best part for those who haven't been on it, the best part of Star Tours actually happens before the ride starts. After you go through the line and there's a bunch of droids and C-3PO and they're all ushering you in. And you get in the seat and they go through the instructions, the safety instructions. And one of the instructions is, uh, while on the ride, no flash photography. And at that moment, they show Chewbacca and a flash goes off in his face and he sort of covers up his face. Like he can't take it. Oh, no flash photography. It kills Wookiees. Best part of the whole ride. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, the, the ride of Star Tours is longer than the, uh, the total amount of time that Leia is on screen with her slave outfit. Her, she was on screen for 150 seconds. That's total. It's close-ups, background shots. Uh, and, and Star Tours is a, is a longer ride than that. Uh, so anyway, just a bunch of... A bunch of uh, interesting facts there let's go ahead and get to the vote leia's slave outfit moving on a vote for the slave outfit it's 
kind of creepy how that you know down to the second how many seconds she's in it. But we're, we're going to go with Leia's slave outfit moving on into the next round. On to our next fight. Juan, this one is yours. It is the Force versus the Cantina Band. La Fuerza de Enlace Metafísico y Ubiquio en el Universo de la Galaxia de Star Wars. That's the Force. Um, Cantina Band's pretty awesome. I like it. I dig it. Um, it's a really great song. I learned to play it in band, and, you know, I, I like it, but I'm going to have to go with the Force. A vote? Medi- <laughs> Metachlorians or not? I'm going to say the bad M word. A vote for Metachlorians. Uh, Charity. Yes. Um, the force is cool. Uh, the cantina band for me is just a bit cooler. So I'm going to go with cantina band. A vote for the cantina band, Mike. Uh, yeah, I, I love the cantina band. I like that they all have uh, heads that look like Tweety Bird. And I really, in many ways, would like it to win because that would be uh, probably the best outro music. That we could that we could have for the show, but uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the force because I still regularly to this day, rather than getting up to go get something or close the door, or flip on the light, I'll just give it that try, just in case this time it works. There is no try. <laughs> There's do or Damn do it. not. Well, I do not. <laughs> Every God, single. It was awesome. <laughs> So I'm voting for the force. A vote for the force. Brett. Yeah. Telekinesis, telepathy, levitation, self-hypnosis, precognition, or playing the clarinet. I, uh, I think the force you know, not only binds the galaxy together, but it's the concept that binds the entire Star Wars concept, the whole idea together. The force. A vote for the force. I, w- I would I would pity vote the Cantina Band, but I I, I just can't. I, I I like the Cantina Band; they're cool and all, but I just remember the fact that every time I walk through an automatic door, I you I move my fingers like like Luke and all those motherfuckers <laughs> pretending I'm using the Force. If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that, I would don't totally vote for the Cantina Band. But I forget the fact that I try and use the Force on a daily basis, so I've got to vote for the Force. God damn it! And the Force moves through, and we are on to our next fight. Charity, this one is yours. It is R two D two versus Salacious Crumb. Um, this one's easy for me, R2-D2. I'm not, not a big fan of Salacious Crumb for some reason. Uh, I don't hate him, but uh, he just didn't hold my attention when I you know, first saw him. So R2-D2 is, he's amazing. So R2-D2. A vote for R2-D2. Mike? He's back, R2-D2. A vote for R2-D2 from R2-D2. Brett? You're still muted, Brett. No, it's not. It was R2. That was my R2. Oh, that was your R2? I thought that was Juan. We've got too many R2s. Yeah, there's like eight R2s going right now. (laughs) Well, well, this one... (laughs) Jesus Christ, stop it, Juan. I'll translate that. Why is that me? Because I can see it flashing around there. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Busted. Uh, this one is easy because they actually got to fight on the screen, so we don't really need to vote on this. Uh, uh, Salacious Crumb was destroying C-3PO, and R2-D2 came to his rescue and shocked him out of the way. So there you go. A vote for R2-D2. Um, I love Salacious Crumb. He is my second favorite Star Wars character. My first is R2-D2. Seriously, go out there, look for it. I've got a MySpace page. R2-D2 is a Jedi. I'm not even joking. It's out there. It's still there. It has, uh, what is it, uh, NWA, uh, Fuck the Police playing, and a R2-D2, like, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, slideshow with him in pictures doing all kinds of crazy shit. I love me some R2-D2. For days, as Mr. Formby would say, for days, son. Uh, is it a clean sweep, Juan? It is a clean sweep. I am definitely voting for R2-D2. And R2-D2. <laughs> one more time. One more again. One more again. Takes the win. <laughs> and we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Greedo shooting first versus I love you, I know. Um, yeah, well, you know, I may have made the argument that Greedo shooting first actually made Han a badass. But, uh, you know, with I love you, I know, that wasn't the scripted line. Uh, he was supposed to say I love you back. But they'd been shooting for a long time, I guess. So I've heard it. And uh, on one take, Harrison Ford just says, I know. And it was just perfect. And I think that really came from the heart of, of Han Solo. So vote for I Love You, I Know. Brett? Hey, that's good, Mike. I'd forgotten about that, that that was unscripted. So I was going to vote for that anyway, Han being a man's man and uh, not believing that Greedo sh- uh, shot first. So I'll vote for the uh, I Love You, I Know. Another vote for I Love You, I Know. And I made such an impassioned thing for I Love You, I Know. There's no way I could vote against it. But uh, I kind of want to vote for Greedo for spite, but I'm going to vote for I Love You, I Know. Juan? Greedo shot first. Greedo shot first. For spite. Okay. (laughs) Just checking. (laughs) Spite vote. Spite vote. Uh, Charity? This time I'm going to vote for I love you and I know. Um, I know I didn't get it the last time, but when it's up against uh, Greedo shoots first, uh, I love you, I know is my vote. And I love you, I know moves on. And we are on to our next fight. Oh, Brett, this one is yours. It is the Rancor versus lightsabers. Awesome. I can't wait till Rancors actually use lightsabers. That's going to be the best. Um, well, lightsabers being everything that they are, they're the, they're the coolest weapon, really. They're very unique to the Star Wars universe. Um, oh, man, I'm... I hate going first on this one. I could I, I could see myself being swayed, and I might change my mind at the end. But uh, uh, the lightsabers, of course, got spread over all the movies where the Rancor just had his little bit. So if I if I just go by the breadth of and the scope of, of the item, I'm, I'm going to vote for lightsabers. A vote for lightsabers. Um, and you know. Th- I, I, I'm I'm going EU with Rancor. The ra- Rancors pop up all over the place. Almost every video game that ever has 
anything has rancors, but they also have lightsabers. And quite frankly, if I had a lightsaber when I was a kid, a real lightsaber, not these plastic pieces of shit that I still love, don't get me wrong, I would I would at least I would be missing at least one arm. Guaranteed. I would have chopped off my arm accidentally with a lightsaber. And for that fact alone, I have to vote for lightsabers. They're so cool. I'm voting lightsaber. One I'm voting lightsaber. Lightsabers are awesome. Charity. Yeah, this is a hard one too. Um, why are all of them hard? Um, the uh, rancor. Yeah, <laughs> the rancor is uh, cool, and lightsabers are cool. Um, I was trying to like decide versus you know via uh, special effects and I figure, you know, the stop motion and compositing in the ranker is not as, <clears throat> not as good as the, the lightsaber special effects. But then it, when I thought about it, I was like, I want a real lightsaber and I don't want a real rancor. So I'm going to go with lightsaber. Uh, vote for lightsabers. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yes, it is because Luke beat the rancor with a bone. Imagine what he would have done if he had a lightsaber. I could probably beat the Rancor if I had a lightsaber. I could do a lot of good stuff if I had a lightsaber. Actually, I got a bunch of lightsabers. I probably have ten lightsabers in this house of various sizes and forms, and I don't have a single Rancor. It's lightsaber. And lightsaber in a clean sweep takes the win. And we've got Darth Vader's suit versus... The lightsaber battle at the end of Empire. This is a really hard fight here. This is a ridiculously hard fight because Darth Vader's suit is Darth Vader. Without it, he's just fucking Anakin and he's a bitch. But I love that battle at the end of Empire because it's, it is, it, you know what? Fuck it. It's the first real lightsaber fight because Obi-Wan was a bitch in the first movie. They, they clack together two, three times and then Obi-Wan's like, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. And Vader's like, bitch, what? And just kills him. And then that, that second lightsaber battle with so much rage coming out of Luke in that. Oh, I love that battle a lot. So I'm, I'm going to go with the lightsaber battle at the end of Empire. Juan? Um... Wait a minute. I'm lost. It's uh, the lightsaber battle versus what? Darth Vader's suit. Oh. I, I like the lightsaber battle a lot more. I'm, 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 I'm about the, the battles, the dueling, especially with the lightsabers. They didn't do it enough. They were an awesome weapon, and I really like to see them spinning around and using those. So I'm going to go with lightsaber duel at the uh, end of Empire. Uh, vote for the lightsaber duel. Charity. Yeah, as cool as the Vader suit is, the lightsaber duel is um, where impressive, most impressive came from. So I'm going to go with lightsaber duel. Another vote for the lightsaber duel. Mike. The force is strong with you, young Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet. Lightsaber duel. Is it a clean sweep there, Brett? Sweep it up, Damon. Wow. And the lightsaber battle at the end of Empire moves on. And we are on to our next fight. Juan, this one is yours. It is the Boy Has No Patience versus the Imperial March. <laughs> the Boy Has No Patience versus the Imperial March. I'm going to go with the Imperial March. I got to stick with that for my vote. Yeah. That's fine. A vote for the Imperial March. Charity? 
yeah, Imperial March. I always felt like Yoda was just being a jerk in that one. So Imperial March. A vote for the Imperial March, Mike. Imperial March. I mean, not only is it in its own form, just this powerful, impressive music, but they can play just elements of it, just hints of the theme, slower and quieter at other times, just to kind of, you know, foreshadow or kind of cast just sort of a, a slightly darker take on the scene. It's, it's actually a very, very versatile piece of music. Brett? I like how, I like how they, they would play the Imperial March uh, just sort of subtly in the prequels with Anakin sort of uh, foreshadowing, like you said, Mike. But I, and I think Charity's right. That I, think, I think Yoda was being a jerk there. I think he, Yoda knew that Luke was coming. Uh, he's on the long distance Jedi line with Obi-Wan. He knows that he's coming. He knows the score, and he's got this is basically the last hope. I know there's another, but Leia, really? You're going to pin your hopes on Leia? So I, I think he knew he was going to train him, and so he was sort of being a jerk there. Uh, in the previous round, the Imperial March beat uh, I Am Your Father, which was a much more important line than The Boy Has No Patience, so it should easily beat it here. I'll go for the Imperial March. A vote for the Imperial March. And I will not let it go through with a clean sweep. Even though I love the Imperial March, the boy has no patience. It's actually an important line because you're right. There is another. And honestly, they should have trained Leia. Leia would have made a better Jedi. Plain and simple. She, she was more in control of her feelings. She was. She was way more in control of her feelings. She would have been easier to train. She would have, but she let her ass get caught by Darth Vader. Like three or four times, yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> and by the and by the Ewoks. Well, no, she was on the, she was on her way to, to Kenobi. Yeah, she, you're you know, right. If, if she would have made it, she would have been the Jedi. Wow, I never even thought Ooh, of good that. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the boy has no patience. It, it's it's more Yoda going. Why the fuck couldn't you give me the other one? The other one would have worked better. She was had noble training, but I'm I'm gonna go with the boy has no patience. And the Imperial March is the first has the first spot in the final four. And for our next slot, Charity, this fight is yours. It is the Leia slave outfit versus the Force. Well, this one is a no-brainer for me. I'm clothes versus, you know, you can do anything with your mind, telekinesis. Uh the force. A vote for the force. Mike. Yeah, I will uh I go I'll go with the force also. Uh, you know, Brett. Brett said it uh, best last time around. It's not just what binds the galaxy together. It's what binds this saga together. Uh, I think uh, it can't be said any better than that. A vote for the Force. Brett? Well, I I sense Leia's slave outfit going out, but I'm going to say that I would be proud if Leia's slave outfit would have been the best of Star Wars champion, the best thing in Star Wars Leia's slave outfit, clad in a skimpy dance outfit, kept on a short leash. I'd, ra- <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have that than have the, the force, personally. But uh, So, no buts. I'm going to vote for Leia's slave outfit. Well, if you're voting for Leia's slave, out- slave outfit, there's lots of buts. But with the force... <laughs> You can force ladies to dress up in Leia's slave outfit. 
come on. The Jedi mind trick is a fucking horrible, horrible thing when you truly think about what they can do with it. These are not the droids you're looking for. He, he mind fucked that guy. And the guy was like, these are not the droids we're looking for. Imagine what you could do with that kind of power. It's frightening. Juan? Well, I know I've been voting pretty uh, excitedly for the uh, Slave Leia outfit, but I'm, I'm really not that big of a perv. Um, hey, <laughs> no, no, for me, I'm sorry, because I, I was a little bit too excited to vote for it last time. So, uh, But I, I really do think that the Force is uh, quite awesome, and whether or not we can control it yet, it's out there. So I'm going to vote for the Force. And the Force moves into the final four. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is R2-D2 versus I Love You, I Know. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to R2-D2 because he can fly. R2-D2, R2-D2 can fly. Uh, Brett. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, let's see. Well, R2-D2 was, was a really important character. I heard you say, Damon, he's your favorite character. He really uh, single-handedly had more influence than than any other droid, obviously, and, and most other humanoid races. He was in uh, uh, Queen Amidala's uh, fleet, saved the ship there, um, helped Luke blow up the Death Star. You could you could point to any monumental change in the storyline. R2 you know, uh, took on the shields at Endor. Without R2, it would have all fallen apart. So R2-D2. A vote for R2-D2. Um, I love you, I know, is is a great line. I, 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 do, I do, do love that. But Charity said the reverse of it, and that's what made me hate the line because they, they, they took something that was spontaneous and pure and awesome and then switched it around and scripted it. And I didn't like that about it. But R2-D2, you're damn right. Every single important moment in Star Wars, you can link it back to R2-D2. As a matter of fact, none of the Star Wars saga happens if R2-D2 gets blown off of... What the hell is the name of of Padme's silver ship? I can't remember right now. The big shiny ship. Yeah, yes, the big shiny ship. That was the name. If he gets shot off that ship, they all die. Luke and Leia aren't born. Uh, Vader is dead the Emperor doesn't come to power all of that shit doesn't happen because of R2-D2 R2-D2 is the fucking man and I love him a vote for R2-D2 Juan (laughs) that was a really good argument I have to second that sentiment and I'm going to also vote for R2-D2 another vote for R2-D2 Charity is it a clean sweep Totally. <clears throat> Excuse me, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and R2-D2 is into the final four. And for our last spot in the final floor, four, Brett, this one is yours. It is lightsabers versus the lightsaber duel at the end of Empire. Wow, this is, well, that's strange. Uh, I get a tough one to start here. So I could say lightsaber duel at the end of Empire because you get the lightsaber with it, sort of like uh, having your cake and eating it too, where the lightsaber... But the lightsabers has the plus of having all the different kinds. You've got Darth Maul's dual lightsabers. You've got the different colors, different handles. you got a lot of variety there. Uh, but in the end, I think it comes down to 
not just the device, but how the device is used, the sound of it uh, as Darth Vader and Luke are fighting, uh, and then what it contributed to the story, obviously. So I'll go with the light da- lightsaber duel at the end of Empire. Going for the duel. Um, I love that duel. That duel is my... It, it, well, it was my favorite. Du- no, you know what? It still is. Because even though there's some really cool shit that happens in uh, Revenge of the Sith, because there really is. Lightsaber stuff that goes down in that movie is great, but they go too far. Ah. The, the duel at the end of Empire is actually a perfect lightsaber duel for me. But... Without lightsabers, you can't have the lightsaber duel at the end of Empire. Lightsabers are amazing, and I I really do want them. I want one right now in my hand, vibrating, so I could shove it into the wall or do. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! What were you thinking there, Wall? No, I said that on purpose. You're absolutely right, but I'm still voting for lightsabers, Juan. Um, I am also going to vote for lightsabers. The duel is awesome, but the whole point of the duel is to be able to use the lightsaber, and that's what I like seeing. I want to see the more lightsaber battles, and if there are lightsabers, then there will be more battles. So I say lightsabers. A vote for lightsabers. Charity. Yeah, I'm totally going with the chicken and the egg uh, scenario as well. So lightsabers. A vote for lightsabers. And Mike. Uh, I'm going to go with the the lightsaber fight at the end of Empire. Um, You know, it starts out with just Luke and Vader in silhouette against the, you know, just the, that sort of window in Cloud City. All you can see are Vader's, Vader's chest lights. Luke ignites his lightsaber. There's just like one beat and then Vader ignites his. Uh, It starts up. The clashing of the lightsabers was better than it had ever been before. And that is the turning point. That is when the entire saga gets turned upside down. Um, that's it's really kind of an important storytelling moment. Whereas lightsabers, you know, the lightsabers in, at that point were something pretty amazing. Uh, by the time you know we get to now, lightsabers, you know, th- there's a lightsaber in every single CVS or, or Walgreens around the country. Um, there's chopsticks. I mean, they've become kind of, they've basically just become merchandise. Whereas that, that scene in empire was still just pure storytelling. A vote for the scene and for the duel at the end of empire, but just lightsabers are moving on. We've got our final four. <laughs> Thank you. Juan. It is the Imperial March versus the Force and R2-D2 versus lightsabers. Ooh, I get to go first on this one. The Imperial March versus the Force. And, um... Ah! If I hadn't remembered, you know what? God damn it. I, uh, seriously, if it wasn't for Automatic Doors, I'd be voting for the Imperial March. But Automatic Doors and the fact that every time, especially like when... Uh, I would walk into the back door with the employee entrance for, for Star Trek The Experience. I would use it there. I would use the force to open the doors to go into the transporter room. I would use it all over the place and, and say little Star Wars jokes and nobody would get it. But I still loved it. So I'm going to go with the force. Oh, God, the force. Uh, Juan. Um, well, the music is really 
out there and it, it, it's a big stamp for the franchise and you know like you like we've said before you can play it slow you can play it at different volumes and tempos and and people won't be able to identify it and and know that you're that it's star wars but seriously what what is more star wars than a lightsaber so i'm gonna go with the lightsaber well, it's uh, luckily it's not about the lightsabers right now. It's the Imperial March or the Force. No. Yeah. Okay, the Force. <laughs> okay. Charity. I can't decide this one. Um, they both seem like the movie. The Force is the movie, and so is the music, the Imperial March. Um, boy, I can't decide. R2-D2. Yeah, I think we're going to have to go to R2. R2, you can't go to R2-D2. Yeah, R2 no? is disqualified in this particular game. Oh, that's messed up. Conflict <laughs> of interest. Exactly. Oh, Everything conflict of interest. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the music. Imperial March. Yeah, Imperial March. A vote for the Imperial March. Mike. You know, to me, this boils down to good versus evil. And, uh, well, actually, no, I guess the Force is both good and evil. So then I definitely have to vote for the Force. A vote for the Force. And Brett. I, uh, obviously, this is real tough. Uh, and I agree with what everybody said. I, I like the idea that the Imperial March is in the final four here because it, it alone is, it sort of stands out from anything here on the list uh, just from the fact that it's you know, part of the score. Uh, it's not an idea. It's not a droid. It's not a vehicle. Uh, but we all know it and we all recognize it. Uh, may the force be with you, indoctrinated in our language. We know that that's all over the place. You could go. You can't lose with either of these votes. Um, and with that, I vote for the Imperial March. A vote for the Imperial March, but the Force is strong in this one, and the Force is into the finals. And Juan, yes, sir. This fight is yours. It is R two D two versus lightsabers. Oh. That sucks. Um, I want a lightsaber, but R two D two is awesome. Uh, um, okay, I'm gonna go with R two D two. A vote for R two D two. Charity. I've been sitting here debating this one for since we figured out these are the last two, and yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go with like what I really would like to have the most and I think I'd like to have R2 the most so R2 a vote for R2-D2 Mike yeah I'm going to vote for R2 also because um, like everyone said I think I would rather actually have that um, there's someone said there are, there's just tons of different lightsabers which is true but there's only one R2 I mean these aren't just R2 units this is R2-D2 and uh, and hell, well, yeah, he's he's kind of on our show. A vote for R two D two, Brett. As a kid growing up, when it was time to play Star Wars, as I'm sure all of you found yourselves in those situations, 
it was always let's go out in the backyard, let's grab our lightsabers, and we would grab the, the, the brooms or whatever. And there was never anybody who said, let me be R2 or I'm not playing. Lightsabers over R2 is the, is the right choice here. A vote for lightsabers. Um, R2D2 is the single most influential character in the Star Wars six tuplet, whatever whatever you call six. Literally, the, the trash compactor. Uh, he shoots the lightsaber out at the right time to give it to Luke so he can start chopping people up at the, at the beginning of uh, Jedi. Uh, let's see. He saves everybody at the end of Empire. He's literally there with what needs to be done, and he does it every time. As a matter of fact, for the longest time, I still and, and still I kind of say when Yoda says there is another, he's talking about R two D two. R two D two wields the Force. God damn it! I love him. He blew up that R five D 4s head. Yes, he did. God damn it. R2 D2 R2D2 made it so he would end up with Luke Skywalker for God. Oh my god. I love R2D2. <laughs> I'm voting for R2D2. R2D2 is into the final. We've got the Force versus R2D2. Charity, this one is yours. This one was less hard for me. I'm totally going with R2D2. I think you make a very, very good argument. Uh and yeah, there's just there's no Star Wars without R2. Definitely R2-D2. A vote for R2-D2. Mike? You know, I, I agree with everything that's been said about R2. Um, he definitely is the the probably mo- the single most important character uh, throughout all of them. He's in all six movies. And, you know, when, when you kind of put the new hope in, in, in context... Uh, you know, certainly 3PO's mind was erased, but R2's may not have been. Uh, he may have been part of the plan. He may have been in on all of this. I mean, it's it's really uh, a, a pretty uh, amazing character, and you see so much through his perspective. But in the end, he's just a, a character in this, and the Force really is something something bigger. It's it's uh, a philosophy. It's something that's actually meant something to a lot of people. I mean, it actually is a real way of thinking. It's 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 based on a, kind of a mishmash of a variety of of different uh, mysticisms and, and philosophies and religions. And uh, and I think because of that, because it is something that really starts getting at what makes Star Wars in, in the bigger picture. Uh, I think I'll have to vote for the Force. Uh, vote for the Force, Brett. Well, R two D two is always in the right place at the right time, uh, but there wouldn't be a Star Wars without R two. It's the Force. There wouldn't be anything without the Force. That's what holds everything together. You can get some other kind of uh, uh, trash can robot to. to take R2's place or several of them to take his place over the different events but the, the Force that's what it's all about so best of Star Wars it's got to be the Force alright a vote for the Force literally there are points that if it's not R2-D2 not some other droid fucking R2-D2 they don't survive they die R2-D2 breaks protocol 
all the damn time because his mind hadn't been wiped. He knew Obi-Wan Kenobi. He knew all that shit. He had it all in there. He needed a mind wipe because, you know, they eventually do. But R2-D2, like I said, if he doesn't fix the shields at the beginning of the sextuplet, all the way at the beginning of the first movie, they don't break past the fucking blockade and the movies end there, force or not. Palpatine stays a fucking senator. He doesn't become emperor because, uh, what's his name? The goddamn Gungan isn't able to vote for him. You, 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 uh, seriously, Luke and Leia aren't born. Padme and, and, oh, never mind, never mind. My vote goes to R2-D2. <laughs> it is all tied up and coming down to you there, Juan. Oh, uh, I thought I voted on this one already. I'm going to go with R2-D2. Nice and simple. That's my vote, R2-D2. A vote for R2-D2 And R2-D2 <laughs> Calm down R2 R2-D2 Is the best of Star Wars This time around I, I have a feeling We'll do more best of <laughs> Thank you Delicious Chrome <laughs> That was awesome Um uh, and Jabba, apparently. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Juan. <laughs> Juan, do you have anything you'd like to plug other than Chewbacca? Um, no. No? Uh, Brett, anything for you? I'm going to vote for Leia's sla- slave outfit. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, nothing to plug. Nothing to plug. Charity? Yeah, um, come check us out at subspacecommunicate.com. Um, Trek culture served daily. Yes, the, the Star Trek podcast, the Star Trek website, and their podcast uh, <laughs> can be heard and seen uh, at subspacecommunicate.com. Uh, uh, also, check out Zach Weiner uh, the with his comic uh, Saturday Morning Breakfast Serial at smbc-comic.com. Uh, for all your DVDs, check out dvdgeeks.tv. Special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Uh, check out what she's doing on the Geek Fights Tumblr. And, of course, Jared Formby for the pimped-out intros he creates. You can find his blog, Hey Star Trek, at heystartrek.net. Mike? Uh, zodcomplex.com, weekendgeek.com, geekfights.net, uh, geekfights at gmail.com info at geekfights.net yeah that's pretty much it geekfight 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 and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes Uh, we're doing something special in a few weeks because it's our one year Uh, this is the first time we're saying it on the show hopefully you get to hear it on the last show but um yeah we're having a contest we're gonna be giving away some stuff i forgot to ask mike did you get that thing do you have that extra thing yes i do you have that extra thing you get uh, that thing from the place with the people about the stuff no 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 uh it, it's a real simple contest to enter all you really have to do is have a comment on the geek fights tumblr just comment on something there uh like us on facebook or rate and review us on iTunes and you're entered into the contest. That's it. That's all you have to do. And Mike, I know one of the one of the grand prizes is what 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 is it? It's the Evil Dead. Is it one or two? It's uh evil the first Evil Dead, the Book of the Dead. 
Uh, it's the DVD Book of the Dead signed by the cast. And the crew, right? No, just the cast. Oh, just the cast? Okay. Well, the Evil Dead Book of the Dead signed by the cast. I think Karen is going to have a dice bag. Uh, that's Star Trek versus Star Wars. Uh, I'm looking around to see what I'm going to throw in. There'll be a uh, bunch of other DVDs, some trade yeah. paperbacks. There's going to be a lot of stuff. And literally all you have to do is click a, a like or comment on iTunes or the Geek Fights Tumblr. That's all you have to do to enter. And if you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us. Uh, that's all it takes. Not a headset in Skype, just contacting us saying, hey, I want to be on. We'll go, come on, you can join the Legion of Geeks. Our upcoming battles are, oh, time to flip the calendar. Let's see, next week is most annoying character. Salacious Grub. Oh, wait, no, it's not most annoying character. It's best 80s movie, 80s comedy, and then most annoying character. And yeah, Jar Jar trumps Salacious Crumb all day long on that front. All day. <laughs> all day, son. Until next time. Keep I'm fighting, son. <laughs> keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Star ah! Wars. Those near in Star Wars. My seventh winner up here. Star Wars. Welcome back to Geek Fights. Uh, in in place of a blooper this episode, we've got something uh, a little special. Uh, way back in uh, our very self-indulgent episode. 25, um, I promised that we were going to do a Best Geek Fight episode for episode 50, and of course, Damon completely refused. When I reminded him of that recently, he uh, he said, uh, no way once again. But uh, here we are, it's episode 50, and uh, I decided since Damon doesn't actually listen to the show until it's posted, we were just going to sneak one in uh, at the end here. That uh, that's going to be our episode fifty part two best geek fight, and uh, my partners in crime this time around are um, are all themselves the very best of geek fights. Uh, we have got the incomparable Alan. Big booty milfs love fat alcoholics. Uh, the creator of our intros and the maintainer, one of the maintainers of our blog. Jared Formby. Yeah, let's do a dirty trick on Damon. <laughs> uh, one of the very first of the Legion of Geeks to appear on our show, Chuck Farrell. Hey, hey. 
and a uh, man who's been here from the beginning, uh, even back to the unheard episode zero or one half or whatever you would call it, Pete Lucas. Woohoo! So tonight we've got Best Geek Fight. Uh, we've explained how everything works, and uh, if you're still listening at this point, you don't need any further explanation. So let's just get right to the fights. Uh, first up is Alan. Um, it's Star Trek versus Star Wars against the worst Star Trek episode. Okay, well, a lot of people may not know that the Star Trek versus Star Wars uh, Geek Fight episodes are the highest rated, the most downloaded, the most listened to Geek Fight episodes of the entire, entire series. But worst Star Trek episode features me, uh, completely genius at all time, pure gold flowing from my alcohol-breathed lips. Uh, so the obvious logical choice here is... Worst Star Trek episode because any episode featuring me is is way better than any highest uh, downloaded or rated episode of any other show. So, fuck you guys. <laughs> All right, um, Jared. Um, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that as many geek fights episodes unfold, the Star Trek versus Star Wars is for uh, either one because there are two of them. Uh, or both. Um, or it could be both. Um, I, uh, I, uh, the first time that you guys did this, I couldn't really hear it very well. I think the Geek Fright's uh, sound quality has improved immensely, and I think it's going to continue to improve immensely. Um, the second time it came around, though, i got to say that I liked that episode uh, quite a bit. And uh, I liked it a lot, but I can't say that it's, it's uh, as good as a uh, worst Star Trek episode because worst Star Trek episode gave us the imagery of the traveler as a rape van driver <laughs> and <laughs> going with him. And uh, I know that uh, Alan is, is a genius when it comes to marketing things. Um, <laughs> and I would strongly implore he start marketing a rape van t-shirt with Wesley and the Traveler <laughs> and like really you know Mexican t-shirt cotton and uh, sell those at conventions you know out of a hot ribbon cooler I think that would be fantastic so I'm going worst Star Trek episode woo <laughs> Chuck uh, yeah as hard as it is to go against um, Star Trek versus Star Wars you know both great franchises and great ep- series of episodes got me into the show um, but in the end, I don't really care who's going to win, you know, uh, Max Rebo or General Martok, uh, you know, it's kind of like apples and oranges. Whereas on the other hand, we're Star Trek. There's so much, as much as there's great Star Trek, there's a lot of crap and there's a lot of stuff that's just great to make fun of, you know, like move along home. Uh, and there was just a lot of great jokes and a lot of laughter that came out of a uh, worst Star Trek episode. So got to go with that. And rape. There you go. And rape. Uh, Pete. Well, you know, I got a break with the flow here. Um, while there were a lot of valid points on worst Star Trek episode, um, I, I feel, and I, not just because I was on the very first Star Trek versus Star Wars. I, I, I'm too humble to, to say I'm voting for it because of that. But I'm going to go with the geek logic that has been used several times in the past on several episodes. And that is... 
it was the first one. If it wasn't for Star Trek versus Star Wars, there would not have been worse Star Trek episode. And here it is almost a year later, and we're still doing geek fights. So I got to go for Star Trek versus Star Wars. All right. Well, you know, um, I, I do think uh, Worst of Star Trek was a, a better episode. The quality was better. It was funnier. Plus, I prefer the bracket format episodes to the versus format episodes. But uh, it's already won, so I'm going to throw my vote to Star Trek versus Star Wars because they are so ridiculously highly rated for us, twice as much as most of our other shows. So uh, apparently half the people who listen to those aren't, aren't listening now. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and also because, uh, well, there's only one worst of Star Trek, and there are two Star Trek versus Star Wars, soon to be three. Uh, I have to go with the classic geek logic of there are three of them. But Worst of Star Trek is moving on. Woo! Next up So wrong. This one uh, is yours, Jared. It's best sci-fi movie versus best martial arts movie. Oh, wow. Um, Best martial arts movie episode... Um, I actually thoroughly enjoyed that one because I was turned on to a lot of uh, titles that I didn't know anything about. And in my current job, I'm able to like uh, look at a lot of these uh, older titles should they come in, and now I kind of know what they are. And then I also think about dropping you know a dollar to, to buy them and take them home and watch them. Um, but I haven't done that yet. Best sci-fi movie, however, I think is one of the most... Um, intelligent and most encapsulating Geek Fights episodes ever. Uh, mostly uh, because uh, two of the guests, uh, John Champion and, uh, of course, the famous Michael Felcher, were uh, in that episode, and their insights are often very funny, and they're often um, very crass. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed that, and I had a lot of major dogs in that fight, so I sat there, like, listening to see what was going to get through, and Best Sci-Fi Movie is the one for me, because I was listening to that, uh, going, what? How could that happen? And, oh, I hate you right now. I was really reacting as an actual listener to Geek Fights with that episode, for sure, so Best Sci-Fi Movie. All right, Chuck. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, agree with Jared there, where, uh, when I was listening to the best sci-fi movie, um, well, even though I very much enjoy a lot of uh, martial arts movies, uh, sci-fi movies, I would be like, if someone voted down Alien or something, I'd be like, man, I can't believe that guy didn't go for Alien. Or, uh, uh, and I got much more involved in the episode. Um, I forget who won. Uh, that was who Forbidden was Planet. Oh, it's Forbidden Planet. Planet. Okay. And who, who, do you remember who the runner-up was in that one? 2001. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think um, I think whatever it was I was rooting for got eliminated a little further back and getting pissed. But uh, it was Star Trek Insurrection as the runner was the runner. Yes. Oh, it's no motion picture. And it came down to R two D two, and R two never votes Star Trek. Oh, there you go. So yeah, so I'm going with sci fi. All right, Pete. Uh, well, you know, while I, I thought the best sci-fi movie episode was very amusing with the, uh, the irascible uh, Michael Felcher, um, I have to say 
it wasn't a surprise. And when I listen to these, I, I kind of like to be surprised. I kind of like to not know what's, what's going to wind up winning. Because then it's just like every other freaking best of best movie of whatever uh, that are out there. You know, I kind of figured it would come down to either Metropolis or Forbidden Planet just because those two movies are so everybody take a drink. Iconic. <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> so I, I really I really have to give it to best martial arts movies because there were some selections on there that even I was not familiar with. So I had no clue where it was going to go. All right. Martial arts gets a vote. Uh, I'm going to second that. I'm going to vote for martial arts also because, uh, because quite honestly, best sci-fi movie got it completely wrong. It is not Forbidden Planet. <laughs> it was supposed to come down to Blade Runner versus 2001. And 2001 made it, but Blade Runner got beaten by Planet of the Apes? <laughs> I was surprised. No, you made I'm the ex- sorry. That's, that's just crazy talk, people. And I, it pissed me off then. And when I was thinking of this, it pissed me off now. It's still, it's supposed to be 2001 versus Blade Runner. I, I called it at the very beginning. And uh, and my panel let me down, and I mostly blame Michael. I, <laughs> uh, so uh, that, that I'm going to vote for martial arts. Basically, hates Blade Runner. Damon hates Blade True. Runner. How could it possibly have gone far? Because I thought everybody else would be logical. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> not going to happen. But Mike, if everybody was logical, Bill and Ted wouldn't have made it past the first round. <laughs> no, that was Gene. There's always got to be one wild card that sneaks out around. There one. was Flash Gordon. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even more one? reasons, but also uh, in best martial arts. I mean, didn't that one come down to Enter the Dragon? So uh, you know that that one I'm I'm fine with. I'm gonna vote for best martial arts. Uh, Alan. Well, tied up. Uh, don't tell me, don't tell me. Uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna uh sway me uh it, it's it's best sci-fi movie for me um best martial arts movie was a good episode but there was a lot of great debate in uh best sci-fi movie and i uh, forbidden planet i was yeah I, I would say forbidden planet would have been in the top four i wasn't necessarily picking it as the top one but there or the uh the number one but there were I, I thought there were a lot of surprises and shocks with who won and who lost and stuff, so I gotta go with best sci fi movie. All right. And you guys best, suck. <laughs> and it, <laughs> best sci fi movie moves on to the uh final four, although it's really only round two because we're only gonna do uh eight total uh movies or eight total episodes here. Uh, next up, uh, Chuck, this one is yours. It's hottest male character versus best Schwarzenegger quote. Um, as much as I uh, actually thought the hottest male character episode was pretty funny, that was kind of just created um, because we had the hottest female character, and to be fair, we did the hottest male character, and it actually ended up being pretty funny. But uh, best Schwarzenegger quote, hands down, is just uh, so much cooler. Even just the whole idea behind the episode. Usually we just do like a movie or a character versus a character. Um, whereas this was just entire Schwarzenegger one-liners, so which is made for great quoting and uh, uh, references throughout the whole episode. Uh, very hilarious. So uh, get to the chopper. <laughs> All right, Pete. 
Um, I, you know, this one, I, I really have to lean the other way again, just because um, I, I remember listening to this one, I, and uh, I remember we were uh, listening to it on the way to Toronto and laughing my ass off at Hottest Male Character. And uh, just for the one line in there where Damon said, I want Brad Pitt in Tyler Durden in me. Um, I got to give it to Hottest Male Character for that. Hottest Male gets a vote. Uh, for me, it's got to be best Schwarzenegger quote um, to crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamination of the women. That's that just made it. That was the most fun I've ever had, <laughs> both recording an episode and laughing at Damon. So that is a classic. I'm voting for moment. that one. Uh, and uh, Alan, you're next. Uh, you know what? I have to go with hottest male character. The, and the uh, the main reason why is Damon <laughs> is Damon on there voting for like the dudes, and uh, I didn't know how that was going to be pulled off. I was actually expecting all chicks to be on it, but um, you know, just Damon Damon just was just funny at every single every single uh, fight there. It was just too much. But but best way, yeah, the, that the best worst thing quote does have that classic um, iconic. Um, <laughs> geek fight line, the lamination, you know, line, but hottest male character. Hottest male and Jared. Um, I love the hottest male character show. Um, it was strange because I had never heard the name of Eric Northman until that episode played. And I was like, ah, oh, come on, really? And then I started watching True Blood and um, then like he showed up and I was like, oh, that, oh, yeah, whatever. But then, like, uh, as the series progressed, I was like, okay, I kind of see what they mean by that. So that was really a cool insight, a good introduction to that. But nothing really stands out to me from that episode. And uh, I know that I'm in the Schwarzenegger Court episode, but I have to go for that because it is um, brilliantly distant from the rest of what Geek Price has offered thus far. And it is also such a wonderful tie-in to various pop culture references and references that a lot of us may or may not even know we take to heart because that show plays so well. And it's also got one of my very favorite intros I've ever made for the show at the front of it. So I'm going best Schwarzenegger quote. All right. And best Schwarzenegger quote moves on. Next up, Pete, this one is yours. It's worst sequel versus best holiday special or movie. Um, well, I have to say, while Worst Sequel did have some valid points in there, there was there was a couple that uh, I wasn't sure I agreed with, and uh, I don't I don't I don't necessarily think the uh, the turnout. I, I was actually surprised at how much hate Crystal Skull got. I mean, I think it's a piece of shit movie, but I thought it was interesting to hear um, why people had problems with it. Because my big problem with that whole movie was the ending. I could overlook the giant ants. I could overlook the refrigerator. I could overlook just about anything in that movie except the ending, which I did not like. However, best holiday special or movie? I mean, come on. You had the Star Wars holiday special almost make it to the end. I got to go. The, that, was the best, that was the best one in the whole thing until it got its ass kicked, too. Yeah, I got to go with best holiday special or movie. 
All right, uh, holiday special or movie gets a vote. Uh, I'm going to go Plus, ahead. Plus, that one had chicks on it, so I got I got to at least get one in that had girls on it. Uh, That's right. Uh, I'm going to uh, go ahead and uh, give Holiday also my vote. Um, Worst sequel was was actually one of the first episodes that uh, when we were done, I, I I thought, well, that that was really good. That was funny. That was interesting. You know, we got. It got a little bit weird. That's certainly kind of the one of the debuts of, of Evil Mike, uh, I think, even though he wasn't named until Schwarzenegger quote. Um, but holiday special or movie, I think that one just, that was pretty tight. And uh, it was a good fight. I wasn't really sure what was going to make it. I think that was one where almost everything on there was a really strong contender. And I wasn't I wasn't sure where people were going to lean. Uh, that, was, uh, that was some... Uh, a, a different group. Uh, that Alan's first time on the show. I don't know if Kathy and Tess had been on before, but it was a, a more unpredictable group, uh, in my opinion, and it's one that I really was not a, not really really didn't see the outcome, even though it was one that I agreed with. So, holiday special for me, Alan. The uh, the worst sequel uh, episode is a, is a great in a classic sequel. Um, the cool thing about worst sequel is, in my opinion, is how just deep and <laughs> yeah, just deep the geek logic gets, and it gets real, real deep. And it it has it has the um, the um, you, you know the all stars in there and stuff. But like Mike says, best holiday special or movie is my personal debut episode where I go and champion the greatness of the Star Wars holiday special. So obviously, I am going to vote for um, the best of the two. Which just happens to be the episode that I'm on. So my choice is best holiday special or movie. <laughs> All right. Did not see that one coming. Uh, Jared. I'm shocked myself. Um, yeah, what, uh, what, was the final, what was the final round in best holiday special or movie? Because I know it's Scrooge won, but what was it up against? Um, I don't remember. It, was some, it may, it may have been expect? like the Grancher. Actually, I can't remember. Damn. Uh, well, I'm gonna go with worst sequel, um, only because of the imagery of Michael Felcher, like with a vein popping out of his head, describing the climax of Jaws: The Revenge, which was hilarious. Just the, <laughs> the giant shark and then the <laughs> and the boat moving toward it, and the I don't. I'm going to work, work sequel. It's just so funny to be. And Chuck. Um, yeah, it's uh, tough to say because both these episodes are really cool because they kind of aren't your usual character versus character or movie versus movie format. Um, so I enjoyed both of them. But I, I'm going to say worst sequel because it, it was one of the first episodes instead of doing what's the best or the most powerful character or whatever it was the first episode to be what's the worst and uh sometimes just you know going on and on about uh crappy sequels which there are a lot of and uh you know jared hit the nail on the head with the jaws thing when people were just talking about jaws three and four i just remember being in stitches and um Hey, you know, I, I agree. Maybe the hate for Crystal Skull gets a little over the top, but people are just frustrated with Lucas. I mean, when they first showed it at the Cannes Film Festival, a French guy got up at the end and said, why do you keep hurting us, George? So people are just <laughs> pissed about that. Uh, 
um, so I got to go with worst sequel. I really like that episode. <laughs> worst no, sequel, Chuck. You know, I, I I can understand that because I was actually after listening to that episode, I was thinking to myself, and why the hell do we treat Lucas and Spielberg like gods? <laughs> I feel like Spielberg has kind of uh, can be a little more respected, at least you know, because he's put out a lot more stuff. Yeah, see, now I lost our respect for him when he made the changes to ET. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, but at least you can buy the original version. This is true. Yeah. But uh, anyway, best holiday special or movie moves on to the final four. So we've got worst of Trek. Uh, best sci-fi movie, best Schwarzenegger quote, and best holiday special or movie. Uh, first up, uh, worst of Trek versus best sci-fi. Um, Alan, actually, that's you, Mike. Me? Yeah. Oh, I was going to actually just pass it on. Well, I, I, will, I will do it though. <laughs> I, I, I actually don't pay attention to the order that Damon does it, and I just wait. Till, <laughs> I wait till he says my name, and then I answer. Yeah. Uh. Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, for me, this is pretty obvious because uh, best sci-fi got it wrong. I can't get over that. And uh, Alan, two things. Two things to keep in mind here. One thing is, uh, Forbidden Planet was a great movie. Leslie, classic Leslie Nielsen in a, in a, a um, serious dramatic role. Lots of good geek logic going on, but. Worst Star, worst Star Trek episode. Just remember this: Worf, Republicans kill kids. <laughs> so I'm voting worst Star Trek episode. <laughs> Jared, man, this is actually kind of a tough fight for me because uh, the worst Star Trek episode was so amazing, and I have to get a shout out to uh, Jason Grade is one of the most amazing nerds that can end up in one of these things. He is so intensely articulate and so impassioned about everything that, you know, he goes on these tirades that are hilarious and you can't believe that it's this impassioned, but he is that impassioned and it is that believable and it is that amazing. So what a Star Trek episode for Jason Grade is fantastic and of course i love the episode anyway and i also love the intro for that episode that i uh happened to pin um but i still like the best sci-fi movie only because um oh god damn it i mean you got so much of the deeper geek logic going on i mean uh john champion is name dropping like so many auteurs and so many people have contributed to like the building of cinema and film history. I mean, it almost plays like an episode of the history channel at times. So I'm going to go with best sci-fi movie because I just completely dig how informative it is. All right. Best sci-fi gets a vote. Chuck. Um, yeah, those are actually very good points. Um, this is a tough decision, but, uh, I will say best sci-fi movie was very uh, interesting because it uh, covered a lot of ground, a lot of uh, key things. And um, even though I, I feel you, Mike, with the stuff that you know you want to win at the end doesn't win, sometimes the ride is you know uh, 
it's it's about the ride, you know. It's about enjoying the episode too, even though sometimes some sure. ridiculous stuff like uh, um, Plastic Man and ends up winning or whatever, you know. But uh, um, but I'm gonna have to go with worst Star Trek episode just because um, Woo! traveler. Yeah, <laughs> just because it's refreshing to be able to listen to a bunch of people that know a lot about Star Trek just like you do, whereas a sci-fi movie, you know, people can talk about this and that, but when people start talking about very obscure things about Star Trek that are completely ridiculous, it just makes for a really hilarious time and something that is uh, hard to come by. So uh, I'm going to go with Worst Star Trek Episode. Worst Star Trek Episode, and Pete... Um, well, I'll tell you, I got, I got, I had to look at this one a little differently. Um, I had to go with best sci-fi movie because the other thing that listening to the worst Star Trek episode did for me was remind me how much most of everything just sucks. Um, (laughs) Regardless of, regardless of what it is, whether you're talking about Monty Python or Saturday Night Live or, you know, Star Trek or Star Wars, you know, you'll have little, a few little things that are really high, and then the rest of it, I mean, like, who the hell remembers, you know, most of the original Star Live episodes? But, you know, we all remember, like, Samurai Baker or the Julia Child skit, you know, things that are great, but there's a lot of misses, and it goes the same way with the Star Trek episode. You know, you got some really good ones, and then there's a lot of them that just suck. And you know what? I'm an optimist. I like to look at things as far as best, not the worst. So I got to go with best sci-fi movie. Best sci-fi movie, but worst of Trek is moving into the finals. Uh, So next up, we've got Alan. Is that right? Uh, Uh, I don't know. Best. (laughs) uh, Yeah, we've got best Schwarzenegger quote versus best holiday special or movie. Uh, I wonder where you're going to go here. Well, okay. Again, best Schwarzenegger, best Schwarzenegger movie does have uh, best Schwarzenegger quote does have you know the laminations uh, line, which is a great line. But best holiday special or movie, it was the you know <laughs> debut of perhaps Geek Fight's hottest rising star, me. So I got to go with best holiday special just because my. My genius in alcoholism and incredible good looks cannot be denied. All right, best holiday special or movie, Jared. I uh, I actually kind of cared about the best holiday special show as I was listening to it, and I was excited that Alan was, uh, you know, getting into uh, the podcasting realm with this because I think uh, you know Alan's a charismatic, awesome, funny, insightful guy. And uh, I, I really enjoyed the episode, but so help me, man. I cannot remember what the finals were. And I remember Scrooge winning and being disappointed. I just remember that. I was like, oh, really? It's Scrooge? Damn it. So I'm going to go with Best Warfare quote. Um, because oh. absolutely, out of the fact that, uh, that Damon, you know, uh, is butchering the line the whole time he's forced to read it. It was just <laughs> incredible fun. And the stories that came out of of these panelists' mouths when they were trying to discuss um, how important these quotes were to them when they used them in everyday life 
and how often they seem to crop up. It's just hilarious. It's awesome. It's a brilliant idea. So I'm going with Best Schwarzenegger quote. Best Schwarzenegger quote. And Chuck. Um, yeah, again, even though with the holiday special or movie, uh, I really like because um, it was kind of covering a lot of ground, even though it was Christmas movies, a lot of different types of things between National Lampoons and, you know, Life Day with the Star Wars holiday special. But um, I just really like the whole concept. Like I said earlier, best Schwarzenegger quote is... Um, it's not really like an episode we ever done before, and it created a very different kind of uh, argument, geek logic, and debates, which was uh, hilarious. So you got to go with the uh, the governor. And Schwarzenegger gets another vote. Pete, um, you know, I got to go with uh, on this one. I, I'm going to go with best holiday special or movie, just because when I went to re-listen to these, best Schwarzenegger quote would not fucking download for me. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Another vote for best holiday special or movie. It's all tied up, coming down to me, and uh, I am going with best Schwarzenegger quote. Um, oh. It was it was really kind of uh, the be- that beginning of, of what I thought was a nice a nice arc for the show, where we went from that into the best score and more, and into the best Star Trek episodes. And I thought that was the beginning of a nice run. It it began as as basically a joke, you know. It was I think Jared. It was you, you made the the comment to Damon thinking that it was not serious, right? And yeah, he, uh, yeah, it wasn't. And then he told me, and I was like, "That's great. Let's try it." And we never thought for a second. We had no idea how we we're going to make this work. Um, this was the first time we were like, "Wow, we can really kind of do something other than just these big classic." sci-fi questions best sidekick best hero best villain i mean we were we were trying to tackle you know big stuff and this is where we really started going we could talk about anything anything we want and uh and you know for me that was kind of an eye-opening experience about what what really we could do with this show so uh i'm gonna have to vote for that and it moves on into the finals and uh let's see i think chuck is up and it's worst Star Trek versus best Schwarzenegger quote. Um, hmm. This is uh, tough. Uh, as much as I want to vote for best, I mean, uh, worst Star Trek episode, um, you know, even as was mentioned earlier, you know, you have a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of crap, be it Doctor Who or, or Star Trek or Star Wars, but... Uh, you know, being a, an Uber fan, I actually like the crap too. You know, I like Star Trek, you know, five to Final Frontier. You know, because it sucks, but um, uh, it's fun to to joke about uh, and everything. Uh, so I really want to vote for worst Star Trek, but um, I think Mike, you made a really good case for the Schwarzenegger quotes, where um, it's kind of like a a, a, a new idea, a new direction for the show. And uh, uh, a way for people to have a lot of fun and, and goof around. And uh, uh, both episodes are really fun, entertaining to listen to. But Schwarzenegger quote is, uh, dare I say, more iconic in the uh, repertoire of geek fights. Bash Schwarzenegger quote. Pete. Uh, okay, well, with this one, I had to... Uh 
think back to which one I knew more about. And I have to say, even though I consider myself a Trekkie or a Trekker or, you know, whatever version, whatever version moniker won't piss you off, <laughs> um, I have to go with uh, best Schwarzenegger quote because there was a, listening to that episode, I was like, I'm a, I'm a pretty big geek and I just felt totally lost because there were so many of those episodes. It's like I've seen all of original series. I've seen most of Next Gen. I think there's maybe one or two episodes I haven't seen of that. When, and then when it got to Deep Space Nine, I think maybe there was only about, like about 30 or 40% of those and then almost no Voyager, almost no Enterprise because those series just didn't do it for me. So, I mean, I was like totally lost for much of that episode. I'm like, wait, which character? Huh? Who? Huh? Um, whereas Schwarzenegger quote, it's like, who the hell doesn't know Schwarzenegger? So I got to go with best Schwarzenegger quote. Best Schwarzenegger quote gets another vote. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I, I want to find a way to vote for worst track just so it doesn't uh, get its third vote here. But, uh, you know, I can't, I can't really kid myself for me. It's best Schwarzenegger. The, the main reason is I actually don't like that many Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And uh, I've seen everything on that list. Most of them I didn't like. I didn't know a lot of the quotes or even remember a lot of the quotes. But talking about that made me want to go back and watch Running Man again. It made me want to go back and watch um, Total Recall again. You know, all of these things just kind of came back in a way that uh, that I thought was interesting, even for things I didn't like. Whereas, you know, where Star Trek didn't make me want to watch anything. Uh, <laughs> it just reminded me why I, I don't like that. And and one other reason, when we did best Schwarzenegger quote, I think that was uh, wasn't that around a, a election time or something like that. Uh, I'm not. Er- and uh, and so we kind of tied it in it topically to what was going on in Schwarzenegger's life. And uh, since right now uh, we found out he uh, he a baby daddy and getting a divorce, uh, you know I think we got to give Arnie a little bit of love because he's in for a rough ride going forward. And uh, best Schwarzenegger quote for me, uh, Alan. I wonder where you're going to go. <laughs> well, come on, guys. Schwarzenegger is butt fucking the maid and cranking out bastard kids. <laughs> on, on the morality issue, you guys should go for the morally superior worst uh, Star Trek episode. It's got the Traveler. <laughs> it's got Rape but, Van. But <laughs> it's got all sorts of. And it's right got now. child killing Republicans, and it's got me. I mean, it's like anybody that would vote against this is just insane. So. But Schwarzenegger's living the life of Conan and raping the help. Yeah, but what's he's that, only pretending. What's that movie where he's where Schwarzenegger gets pregnant? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There was a there was a junior quote in there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if not, I think I suggested my nipples are very sensitive. No, that was in there actually, because I, I voted for him because uh I also have sensitive nipples. <laughs> and uh Jared. Um the brilliance of this podcast, the brilliance of Geek Fights, um, is having a really long, creepy hug with nostalgia. I mean, that's really what it is. And what is awesome about Geek Fights is it transcends that, and it can be something from your childhood, or it can be something you just saw on Monday night. And 
you guys will talk or fight about anything like that that's relevant, that could be put to this kind of list. So I want to go, I want to go with the Schwarzenegger quote only because it is all-encompassing. It is all-embracing. It does transform the format. It does encourage you guys to do more um, with this format. And the nostalgia aspect of it is completely addictive and completely amazing. Um, I played a best Schwarzenegger for my sister, and she was like, oh, my God, this reminds me of when we were, like, eight, and we were arguing over things. And I was like, oh, my God, that's what Geek Fight actually does. It actually puts you back in that rudimentary. And then, of course, throughout life, we find out all of us are going to argue this way about different things and argue our own passions or points of view. But Schwarzenegger is so all-encompassing and timeless because it's all over the map. It covers, like, two decades. And the worst Star Trek episode is also brilliant. Because, I mean, it's, it's geek fights in its, you know, maybe purest form. And, in fact, it's so pure that it could also isolate some listeners. And my fantasy is that there are listeners to geek fights who will download an episode because the topic gets them. Because of the topic. I mean, I know that all podcasts want subscribers, but... You know, I always hope that there might be some kind of weird, you know, Google slash Bing search, you know, for Arnold Schwarzenegger, and this episode could crop up, and somebody might download it, because it's so odd. And so I'm going to go with the best Schwarzenegger quote, because of that. Oh. And so I love worst Star Trek. <laughs> sorry, Alan. Best Schwarzenegger quote. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> it's the winner. <laughs> bullshit. At least, uh, at least right now with this panel. Uh, in episode 75, we will revisit this, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what we're going to come up with then. Um, I'd like to thank all of you guys for joining us and thank everyone for listening and apologize to Damon for doing this to him. Um, and then to all of you, but hopefully you had a good time in this very, very, very self-indulgent episode. But uh, what the hell? I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys had a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, anybody have anything to plug? Uh, let's, uh, Alan? Uh, judo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Pabs, Blue Ribbon, and Country Club Malt Liquor, like always. Jared? I want to plug this uh, idea, this uh, Best Geek Fights idea, because I think that it is fun to have this sort of in-joke happen, and I don't think it's self-indulgent, because I think that the Geek Fights situation is something that it should not be immune to. I mean, why not geek fights, geek fights? And maybe it's too self-referential or too self-indulgent in some eyes, but uh, truth be told, why not think back on the entertainment that geek fights has brought you? And is that not brilliant? Is it not fun? And don't you want to be a part of it? So I endorse this idea, and I'm sorry it's a dirty trick on Damon, but I also love the idea. That's why I'm here. So I'm endorsing this. 
All right, Chuck. Uh, I think we should do a uh, best uh, podcast uh, geek fights and put geek fights on there, and then you know tip the scale. All right, That'd be hilarious. And Pete, um, <clears throat> just want to say thanks for uh, having me on. It uh, much like uh, being on the first episode, it's been a thrill and an honor to be included in the fiftieth, even though it's tacked on the back end of it. Hello. All right. You know, I, I do like that best podcast uh, idea also. And uh, I wonder, does this open the door for a worst geek fight? No. I don't oh, know. Man. We'll see. <laughs> Episode uh, 75 is just around the corner. And, uh, and we, we've got some bad, bad stuff. But anyway, we'll we'll worry about that then. Um, you've already heard all the uh, outro stuff, people. So I'm just going to say... Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. So did Conan return the wayward daughter of King Osric to her home. And having no further concern, he and his companions sought adventure in the West. We won again! This is good. But what is best in life? The open steppe. Three towards. Falcons. At your wrist, the wind in your hair. Wrong! Conan, what is best in life? Crush your enemy, see them dribble before you, and hear the laminate, lamination, lamentation of the wind. Say <laughs> 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 it, fuck you. It's going all the way, David. That is. <laughs>